Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can go to anchor.fm slash SNTR Presents to support it with a paid membership. You can do the same thing on my main channel at SNTRlive.com where all the videos get posted. As always, enjoy the episode. Hey, thanks for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. We've got a lot on the docket today. All the topics next to me will have timestamps in the description if you're looking for the various parts where I talked about them. We're going to do something a little different today. We have really enjoyed doing Q&A with you, so we're going to extend Q&A throughout the entire show. So if you're a paying member or you're not a paying member yet, that is something you can take advantage of when you're a member of the channel. You can click the join button or use the join command. And we thought with so many different subjects that we're trying to cover, like landing just on one for a really, really long time and then trying to shift to other topics was kind of tough. So what we want to do is give you the opportunity to ask about any of the four topics you see on the screen. Console cheating is coming. It's basically going to be a big, big problem. We're going to be talking about recent reports about what console cheating means for you as well as what for a long time has been a bit of a safe haven if you get tired of cheating on PC. Ghost of Tsushima, the director's cut pricing has come under fire a little bit. People are a little critical of how it's been structured. We're going to talk about what I think and what some of the people have been complaining about. Uh, And then Elden Ring, new gameplay details were sort of discovered by somebody combing over their website. So if you have any questions about those topics, use the question command in chat this morning uh, if you're a paying member and you can ask me about them. It throws your question right on the screen. We feel like this is really going to drive the conversation to not feel so separated where we talk for about, you know, an hour and a half or two hours about the lead topic and then no one really has any questions because it's like, well, we already talked about it. And the lead topic is Assassin's Creed Infinity. This is a, a funny announcement. It's probably a welcome one for some people, but funny because we theorize that that's what they were going to be doing with the Assassin's Creed franchise. We called it Assassin's Creed Generations, theorizing and coming up and saying, look, I, I bet they're using Assassin's Creed Valhalla to sort of lay the groundwork for their next installment to be a purely live service game from the ground up. Now, we know that the last two Assassin's Creeds, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, certainly have had live service elements, but there's a big difference between doing you know events and seasons and things and building a game from the ground up to be ongoing. And I really am excited to talk about that. What could that look like? You know, is it too much of a good thing? Are we getting too many live service games? Can't wait to chop that up with you guys. I'm sure we'll do some in-chat polls as well. So that is what is on the docket for today. If you're watching this as a past broadcast, those timestamps are still available, but you're really going to want to be here. Maybe you're only interested in one of the subjects, but if you're a paying member, you can submit a question and get in the discussion, even if you're like, I don't care about Elden Ring, but I'm really angry about Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut pricing, get here and ask me about that subject. Now, before we get into the meat of the show, a little recap of what we did yesterday, in case you missed it. Uh, we, we did try something a little bit different with the thumbnail there. You see SNTR Live with the featured image of the Nintendo Switch OLED. 
Uh, and that was basically our lead topic. And we did not do micros yesterday. I thought we were going to, you know, maybe enjoy not feeling that pressure to record those really short gaming news segments. But it ended up feeling like we didn't have enough in the show. And that's when we had the idea of, listen, people were thrilled that we brought Q&A back. Let's let Q&A drive the discussion. Let's let that sort of be the backdrop to the show throughout the four hours in the morning. So we do have that back and forth. uh, And we do end up covering, we'll end up probably covering a lot more ground every single day. But the discussion about the Nintendo Switch OLED was an enjoyable one. We asked the audience, you know, hey, are you even going to buy one? Most people, I think it was like an 80 something percent said no. And I just don't think we're the target audience for that. I think people in America, especially Westerners, we are not big on mobile gaming, uh, especially the demographic that watches this channel. Uh, the younger the younger generation's a little bit more into mobile gaming, but the real target audience for these updates to the Nintendo Switch is likely going to land in the mobile gaming market, which is largely... You know, the greatest percentage is in the Asian market. And we know that a lot of the games, a lot of the first-party titles, some games don't even get marketed in America because they wouldn't sell very well here. And so, ultimately, I concluded that I wouldn't mind having one. Uh, It'd be nice to have the Ethernet port. I theorized that they could bake into the OLED some sort of an update for later, like with an updated dock. But apparently... There's already folks saying, this is not the Nintendo Switch Pro. The Pro is still coming. This is sort of a halfway to that. Uh, And I can see how that could play out. Because with the semiconductor shortage, I I was confused as to how on earth they were going to be making a stronger Nintendo Switch ramped up and ready to go for this year. I thought that just doesn't stand to reason, given everything we know. So it, it could be a likely turnout and, and result here that a year from now, the Pro ends up getting announced and launched once they can ramp up production. And this was sort of the go-between if somebody wanted something for the increased screen, you know, when they're out doing the mobile, bigger and brighter, you know, look a little nicer. The real question is, is how will the consumer base respond to that? There would need to be enough distance between the launch of the OLED model and the Pro, because if not, people would feel kind of bummed. You know, imagine the PS4 Pro launching, and then shortly thereafter, the PS5 launching. It would feel a little strange. So that buffer window will likely be, I would think, one year minimum, probably end up being two years. So if the Nintendo Switch Pro is indeed real... I would see it launching late 2023 and getting announced next year in the summer or even later. So that's kind of where I landed on it. Now, we discussed a lot of different things yesterday. We talked about, you know, the Ghost of Tsushima, uh, you know, director's cut, that the fact that it got announced. Uh, Cyberpunk had some cut content. And I forget the other one. But if you want, you can always scroll all the way down on my channel uh, and go to the Shorts channel. Uh, You can go to SNTR Shorts. There's the logo there. SNTR Shorts does have a a, a stream of uploads for you all of the time. And God of War coming to PC was the other thing that we covered. So this this channel is, is doing very, very well. I'm really grateful to Creature for handling this. This is one of the reasons we wanted to bring micros back into the live show. We think the really, really short four-minute takes 
are doing well on YouTube and this channel is starting to get some traction. So if you like really short uploads, be sure to check out SNTR Shorts. You can go to SNTRvideos.com. I think that's the domain. Or just go look for SNTR Shorts. Then I did my short last night. I said, look, exciting news for tomorrow. This right here is what's on the docket for today. We'll play around with the thumbnail. We're kind of trying to consider what people will respond to on YouTube. But at the same time, we want to give me the opportunity to not feel so pigeonholed into one topic. When I was having to come up with one topic and one like snazzy thumbnail and, you know, trying to lead with opinion, it was fun sometimes, but other times it just led to topics and things that I wasn't super passionate about. Now, if I'm not super passionate about something like Ghost of Tsushima pricing, I'll probably get a little passionate about that. I think people are being a little ridiculous, but sometimes I'm not going to be that passionate. Elden Ring gameplay details, for example. I'll, I'll enjoy talking about that for a little bit, but I can't talk about that for two hours. So we think what this format will do is continue to do what we've been doing, taking gaming news and doing a live gaming radio show discussion and back and forth. It'll give you an opportunity to have a higher likelihood of interest in whatever we're covering. Console cheating, I'm sure, is going to be interesting to a lot of people, but the Assassin's Creed Infinity announcement, that might not matter to you. Elden Ring details, maybe you do not like Dark Souls or From Software games, maybe you've never played Ghost of Tsushima. So, this is a way for us to cover more and not feel like, man, we gotta beat this conversation to death for two hours, and then what do we do for the second two hours? We have way less to talk about, because... Who's going to ask a question after two hours? It's like, well, we already know virtually every possible angle of discussion on this given subject. So this will probably allow each individual topic to get its equal amount of airtime, as well as give you the opportunity to just submit questions and, and be a part of the conversation. And then maybe you're a paying member and you're here in the mornings, but you can't be here in the second half of the show. Well, now when you're here in the mornings, Q&A will be available to you. So... Every night in the Discord, I will put up the, the, the videos, and when you see this video get scheduled or whatever, and I announce it in the Discord, once that happens, you can start submitting questions early. We want to give you that opportunity as a paying member. We want to kind of bring back that vibe. We're kind of getting back to our roots. This is what we used to do when we would cover Destiny. I would schedule the stream, I would let the Discord know, and people would start submitting their questions. And then, we had so much to discuss the next day, it was really enjoyable. I think this is going to give us a great opportunity to do that, and not feel like, well, I'm not interested in the main subject, so there's no real reason for me to show up. That's not true anymore. You guys are going to drive the conversation probably as much as me. This is your show as much as it is mine. You tune in every single day and support it, and I greatly appreciate that. Also, you can see the 29 people waiting there. That was when I recorded this. If you are here right when the stream starts, that's a huge, huge support. And if you get an announcement later in the day about our gameplay, so at 1230, we will be jumping into Ghost of Tsushima. Yesterday, we played Watch Dogs Legion. We played the Bloodline DLC. I was actually enjoying it. You can just literally click on the Bloodline, like menu when you boot the game up you don't have to do anything i i didn't even have to have any progress in the game at all you just it just throws you in the game as aiden pierce so check out that past broadcast if you're interested in what that gameplay looked like i was a little stumbling in the beginning because i hadn't played in a while so we'll be heading over to ghost of tsushima in the afternoon we do a live redirect but you still should be getting alerts for those afternoon streams 
If you show up for just a little while and hang out for the gameplay, super, super helpful to me. We're always trying to meet new people and introduce them to our show format that we uh, that we enjoy so, so much. So if you're wanting to start submitting questions, right now you can start doing that. You can start submitting your questions with the question command, and that will get your question in the queue a whole lot earlier. Right there, look at that. Creature updated my little roller here, and like right on queue as I'm recording this. Question command is available to paying members. Shirt, wearing a Star Wars shirt today, the classic. It's super comfortable. It's from 80s Tees. Use that command. Be sure to use code LONO anytime you buy from 80s Tees for that 30% off. Now, the coffee command's already off screen, but we're down to the final bags of, uh, of coffee. And I might do something kind of fun for everybody who orders the remaining bags. So if you want to get your coffee orders in, I know I know Eugene ordered some last night. Get your coffee orders in as we finish off this first batch. The dark roast and the light roast will be here soon. If the join button isn't there and you want to join, you can always use the join command. We would love to see the join and we would love to see the membership get back up. Uh, at least in the 800s. We've kind of dipped out of the 800s, and we're right getting close to the one-year anniversary of streaming over here with membership, and we'll start seeing those red badges. Discord is a great place to hang out. Again, we'd love to see more people hanging out in there, especially if you're wanting to submit your questions early and see the announcements, share images, and play games with people. We have a couple of rooms set up, and as demand increases for games like Halo and others, we will create those spaces for you guys to connect and play together. We're already talking about doing Halo community nights and different things that could be really, really fun. So, get familiar with Discord in between now and then. It's basically a chat room that you can hang out with. There's multiple chat rooms. It's a server with multiple chat rooms you can hang out in when we're not streaming to stay connected to the community. They've got a great mobile app. It goes on your desktop. Anywhere you basically are, you can be connected with the community. The tip command will send the tip through the SNTR network if you prefer that over using Super Chat. I am still using Twitter uh, and we are trying to get re-verified and then the merch button. We're going to be adding some new merch soon. So, thank you guys for all the support recently. You guys are amazing. Go for the first 100 likes or if it's already at 100 likes, go for the first 200 likes. I'll be live on the mic in just a second to discuss all these topics with you today. Alright, I'll see you in just a second. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome in, guys. We appreciate so, so much you being here this morning for a day where you get to be a part of the show more than previously. We have decided to extend Q&A to more parts of the show. And one of the reasons we wanted to do this was because we really, really like covering all of the various gaming news topics and we did not like having it so split it was like we would cover the lead topic for two hours and then we would try to jam in the other topics at the end and we would do it really quickly and it was difficult so we're trying this as basically a way of two things we want you guys to have a greater opportunity to be involved in the discussion and we also want you have a greater a greater likelihood of of caring about a given subject like if you don't care about ghost of tsushima director's cut pricing but you might be a huge elden ring fan right or you maybe you don't care about assassin's creed infinity but you're really worried about console cheating all of these topics are on the table to be 
discussed and to be you know having the question submitted so we are we're leaving that up to you i am not gonna i'm not gonna beg for questions but we think we do this for a couple of days we'll start having a very very strong amount of questions right at the start of the stream right now we only have one so if you have questions about any of the subjects on the screen whether it's the console cheating the ghost of tsushima director's cut pricing Elden Ring new gameplay details or Assassin's Creed Infinity the live service game that has been essentially announced you can use the question command in chat and get those questions in there we thought that would be a very good backdrop to the discussion throughout the day so that we're not feeling like we everybody hopefully is interested in Assassin's Creed Infinity or everybody is hopefully interested in this one one topic that's not really the the way the show is going to go today Yo, it's good feed. I see you uh, in the chat. Is the cheating topic multiplayer? Yes. So basically, it has become known now. There was a, there was an announcement by uh, I think it was like a, a, a I forget who did it. There was a Twitter account that basically said cheating is coming to console, and they and they pointed out how. Now I don't think that they were celebrating it. Uh, I don't think that they were celebrating it, but some people have been celebrating it. They were like, essentially saying, oh, this is great. I can't wait to cheat, which is kind of crazy. Got the coffee today. Going to try it today. Oh, nice. I'm glad you got it. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, we're getting down to the final bags of the first batch. So if you guys want to get those orders in, get those orders in. Uh, The light roast and the dark roast are on the way. And uh, we appreciate everybody who has been re-upping and reordering. The pre-recorded Lono is kind of Lono cray, crazy. No, it's a great way for the stream to start. You know what I'm saying? It gets it gets a good recap of yesterday. It gets a good cap of like what's on the docket for today. You know, it allows people to to kind of know what's coming. Um, and there we go. We're already getting some questions in. Uh, Sinos, let me see. There you go. You got a response. Sometimes you won't get a response from Nightbot, but he got your question. There we go. There we go. We're already getting some questions. Let me let me let me tell you what was it? Yeah, GameSpot reported on it. A new cheat engine that uses machine learning can work on consoles, including the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5. The anti-cheat watch group ACPD posted its findings on the new tool on Twitter, explaining how it'll be difficult for developers to detect it. And then I saw somebody last night, somebody tweeted at me and said that who was it who was it somebody tweeted at me an article about it that it'll be hard to detect them it was why is twitter being insane here it is uh someone named nveg1369 cheat maker the new aimbot will be undetectable on console and pc uh so this cheat maker is saying that they they can make they can make a, a, a cheat that is undetectable. Um, and so that's obviously concerning to, you know, to literally everyone. It's like, if you're, if you're trying to play, uh, you know, if you're trying to play on console, a lot of people went to console as almost like a safe haven, especially for people who play Destiny. It was like, well, now that I can get 60 frames per second on my you know on my console a lot of pc gamers in destiny went down to console just because they knew it's a lot it's a lot harder to cheat on console well that is uh 
that 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 is that is that is not the case. Uh, I'm trying to get ghost pricing here to fit. Um, I don't think it's gonna fit. I'm just gonna put ghost pricing. Um, I'll put ghost DLC pricing because it's basically what it is. It's Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut pricing. My rundown doesn't have room for really, really long titles. Uh, And then we'll do Elden Ring uh, details. So we can get into the question scene since we are getting questions submitted. You guys are already uh, cracking off the question, so thank you for that. Um... Make sure you don't put a space after your exclamation point, uh, Hilly, or it won't uh, it won't hit it. Good night, Lono, and have a great day. Oh, thank you, Vasilios, getting your questions in before you leave. Appreciate that very, very much. Um, let me get us let me get us in the in the question scene since you guys are already. We we were really hoping this could sort of be a driving uh, a driver of the new format, and uh, we're really really hopeful that's the case. So last night. Uh, in the Discord, um, we we had a question submitted by Google Google Beats um, about basically the Assassin's Creed Infinity live service announcement. So if you guys haven't seen this announcement, we theorized about this. We said, look, it it, it really really feels like this is what's coming. They're going to use Assassin's Creed Valhalla as a testing ground, and then they're going to shift to a live service format for the next the next Assassin's Creed. And we called it Assassin's Creed Generations. So I know people get tired of me saying I called it. Uh, but I, I, I kind of called this one. And I don't, listen, I, I don't think it was hard to call. I don't think anybody's going to put a feather in my cap like I'm some kind of genius. If you looked at the pattern... It was clear that they were they were enjoying putting live service elements into their games, right? It was very clear with Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So that's what this question is is sort of circling around. Um, if you had more time to play Valhalla, would you? I agreed with your criticisms when you played, but the more I play, the more I realize how good and immersive it is on my PS5. You know, interestingly, interesting enough. Um, my nephew really wanted to play it. My oldest nephew really wanted to play Valhalla. And so I let him. And he leveled me up a bunch. And I was watching him play. I was watching him play on my brother's big screen. And I was like, I was like, dude, this game is insane. It looks awesome. It looks so good. I, I was I was I found so many of the scenery and so many of the instances breathtaking. And I gotta tell you. I was like, man, I wish I had more time to play that game and get into it because I had so many people tell me they're like, it gets better, it gets better, it gets better. So I, I, I will say yes. If I would have had more, if I would have been able to put more time in and play play more and get further. I mean, he got me a bunch of skill points. He was unlocking all these different things. He was loving it. He was having a good, good time. Um, Oros in the chat asked a question could this cheating revelation be the death of casual shooters like Destiny if it takes off you need to be a paying member to submit questions okay I'm acknowledging and reading chat I'm not going to ignore you if you're not a paying member but if you want to submit a question and have it show up on the screen like this you do need to be a paying member so you can click the join button or use the join command and then submit your question and then Nightbot will grab it Nightbot's going to ignore you if you're not a paying member, that's just something that we try to do. Number one, I'm gonna be honest, I would love to see membership continue to go up. 
that's a really really nice uh, foundation for the channel because we're obviously continuing to have ups and downs just because we're covering lots of different topics so this is a way for you to dictate the show and drive the show and also for us to cover a lot of different topics because you may not be interested in AC Valhalla or AC Infinity and and the questions is your way to get my thoughts on what you are interested in maybe you're not you know interested in three out of four today but you're interested in the other ones so hang on I gotta close some of the things up here I've got like multiple tabs open uh, my my wife will do that at the end of the night. She'll like close all the tabs on her phone, and it's like, when are you gonna be done? She like does this little dance, you know, in the bed to be silly. I'm like, why is the bed shaking? And it's because she's it's because she's closing all of the tabs on her browser. Cheating is already on console and ESO on Xbox. There are bots with a designated path that collect every resource on the way for 72 hours, and then they trade it to the main account for resale. Okay, but is that bot running on a PC? Well, no, because there's no such thing as crossplay in ESO. That's actually really interesting to me that they're able to do that. Um, that, yeah, I, I, that, that's interesting to me that, 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 that they're able to have a bot running. I'm, I'm curious how they're doing that because there's no crossplay in ESO. It's one of the main reasons that we're not centering ourselves on ESO. We thought we could kind of cover it and play it and then start guilds and stuff, but it was just like, without crossplay, there's no freaking hope. You know what I mean? There is no way I'm going to get people to center around that game without crossplay. Well, the questions are already rolling in, so this is... We're, we're, I think we're going to mark this as a success already. Uh, let's go to the next question and, and maybe shift to something else related to AC Infinity. So if you're interested in console cheating, ghost DLC pricing, and Elden Ring details, use the question command to bring that into the discussion. Alright? I've seen bots and ESO on console. Really? See, the interesting thing is, is that bots in a game like that will largely go, you know, no one will really get that upset about it. You know what I'm saying? No one's gonna no one's gonna lose their shirt over over a bot in ESO. You know what I'm saying? But aimbots in a PvP game, and according to recent reports, undetectable aimbots in a PvP game, that's an enormous problem. That's going to create, I think, uh, you know, a significant issue. And if you look, if you're here this morning and you're new, this is a format we're using to cover lots of gaming news topics and allow you to submit questions that show up on the screen. If you just like to talk, if you would just like to talk in the chat, you need to be a subscriber to the channel. Subscribing is free, so hit that subscribe button, and then like a minute later, you can talk in my chat. If you want to submit a question, use that join command. During the crossplay glitch in Destiny 2, we ran into so many cheaters. The sky was filled with ward clip. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's always going to be the issue, right? Is everyone's scared of crossplay, and that's one of the reasons why. Like... I think it's completely understandable to be scared of cross-play because, like, th- these companies are not doing a good good job of protecting their player bases on PC. So why would you think they could protect you on, on, on console if it starts to come to console? So I understand. there. Anytime cross-play comes up, there are a lot of people that are like, I don't want cross-play or at least let me completely opt out of it. And I totally resonate with that. There is nothing worse than enjoying a good game and then losing to cheaters. I remember that happening in Fortnite. 
and was like, my word, you know, this this really really sours the experience. Um, there, I don't, and we covered this a while ago. It was DeNovo or DeNuvo, however you say the name of the company. The anti cheat is made itself available to Sony and people were concerned because they're a DRM enforcement company as well and they're like please don't bring that nonsense to the PlayStation 5 because the DRM stuff can cause performance issues because it's like running in the background it's kind of like bloatware right the confusion here is that PS4 for instance has been hacked for some time at first only a few groups had it but now you can go to websites and it will unlock it for you I think the manufacturer will step in yeah, I mean, that's going to be what has to happen here. Sony and Microsoft are not going to take this lying down. Because you have to understand something. This compromises their entire platform to a certain degree. If you can start putting cheats on their platforms, I mean, Sony really, really doesn't like that sort of a thing. I mean, they are very, very controlling of what happens on their platform. I used to run into Cheater all the time on PS4 and Destiny Crucible. My clan didn't believe me. I took them into a couple matches of Iron Banner and sure enough ran into the Cheaters with hacks. It seems like maybe it was under the radar all this time. I mean, that's ultimately what happens with a cheat, isn't it? It gets popular. They start to make money. They start to make money off of it. And then... And then all of a sudden, they get shut down because the, the, the company the company gets wind of it, you know? And I, I think that's one of the... That's always going to be one of the dilemmas with cheating, right? If you if you want cheating to be to be an ongoing thing. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Whoa, it's a, it's a good order too. Two bags for Kefka. Thank you, Kefka, for ordering two bags. If you guys want to order some of the Rageless Roast coffee, it's delicious. It's, it's, I took it up to Ohio and showed it to my parents. My dad thinks we make it too strong. So when he made it at his, at his sort of, uh, not as strong coffee brewing ratio, he actually really liked it. So I left some bags there with him. It is so drinkable. I've had people that don't even like coffee drink it. It makes a great cold brew. The balanced acidity makes this so smooth and the dark roast will be here very, very soon. Console cheating, need to hear that. What's up, everyone? Yeah, Light Leap, I know. Like, you, you've gone away from the PC, you know, the, the wild lands of the PC, and you've gone, you know, to console, and, and here come the cheats, you know. Here they come. Let's give an opportunity for maybe another topic here, subject question to come in from King Keys. He says, with AC going live service, how do you see them utilizing skill trees and enemy groups? Will the depth and the breadth of AC still be there, or will this lead to more AC burnout? This is a great question, um, and I'm going to cover this when I do my little like recorded uh, session, right? I thought the coffee was bad. The stuff doesn't melt. Yes, Rageous Roast. It won't melt. So that's one of our. Uh, that's one of our. <laughs> it's not instant coffee. You need to brew it, and someone who only drinks instant coffee. Learned the hard way that you can't just melt these coffee grounds in hot water. So that was a fun day. This is a great question, though, about AC live service. And the reason I think this is such a good question is anytime you have a game that's ongoing with a skill tree, you have a couple of options. So if if we look at the example of, of, you know, Destiny, 
that's it that's your skill tree you can pick and choose and change on the fly according to missions quests and places that you're going right but that's it you're not unless of course they had something like stasis which turned out to be a, a bit of a disaster for the pvp and has continued to be a challenge so the you know the the nature of assassin's creed they'd have a couple of options here you know they'd have a couple of options they could say hey we're gonna we're gonna do an ongoing skill tree that you continue to add to they could do what they do in eso eso does this thing where you once you're fully maxed out you start working on another small percentage increments they do this in diablo with the paragon right they could do that. The, the, the dilemma you're going to have with Assassin's Creed, I would think, is that you're going to consistently have this feeling of been there, done that. So they've got a handful of problems they're going to have to address. Number one, they're going to have to address the problem of like, how do you make the game feel fresh if it's ongoing? Like, how is that even possible? And, and what do you do with the character? What I think they could do with Assassin's Creed, and this is why we call it Generations, is the seasons could have themes from generations of Assassin's Creed, so the armor and the weapons and the things that you'd be chasing would be from that generation. And when you go into that portion of the game or that portion of the world, or when you decide that's the generation you want to play as, you would have access to all those different fighting moves and skill trees and abilities. They could do something like that, where you have multiple different skill trees, or maybe you have multiple different assassins that you're working on. Maybe you pick an assassin, and you pick like a tree and a track to go on, and then that's what you're investing in, and then when they release new content, maybe there's new assassins that come with that content. So you start a whole new assassin, you know? Welcome back, boss. Thank you, Train. $75 tip from George Smith. Welcome back, my friend. Watched a stream from yesterday and was curious what book is helping you with finding and focusing passion. Have a good afternoon and evening. Um, th- I mean, I, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna start being a little bit more transparent and authentic with my life and with my beliefs. So I'm not gonna, I'm not. I used to kind of keep this kind of thing like out of the frame. Uh, it's called Every Good Endeavor by Tim Keller, um, and. It it's a uh, it's a book written by a Christian author. So I'm, I'm going to start opening up a little bit more about that kind of stuff. You're not going to see me in here, you know, making that what the channel's about. <laughs> You're not going to see me doing that. But it's an it's an excellent excellent book, and it's I've read it before. Funny enough, I read it before, and it didn't land on me. It didn't really. I, I, I was looking in the margins and things that I was writing, and it was not that helpful to me in the past. Um, Keller's a great author. He's actually he's actually my favorite author, speaker, thinker. Um, he's like my favorite. Uh, this is this is a discussion probably fit for another day. I've been on a bit of a journey. Uh, I've been on a bit of a journey, one that took me far, far away, and uh, my little boat's coming back to shore. And um, so, yeah, he's uh, he's one of the people that has helped me through a lot. When I would do my morning walks last summer, he's who I would listen to. Um, and it was really, really helpful. Ridiculously helpful. Like, it really, really kept me grounded. Uh, so, sorry to push that info. Uh, the things you were talking about, something I would love to work on. You're a good role model. 
I mean, hey, you know, I, you know, if if that book ends up helping you, great. You know, you might think he's crazy. It doesn't, you know, if it ends up helping you, cool. You read Keller back in seminary? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I read a lot of Keller <laughs> back in the day. I've not read all of his stuff. I would love to. He's got so much. He wrote a lot more recently. He's he's kind of he's having a bad a bad run with um, some cancer that hopefully doesn't take him from us too soon. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, that's the book. That's the book I was reading, and it was it. And I'm not done with it. I, I again, I read it a long time ago, and it just didn't land on me. So, um, you don't have to apologize for asking that question. I indicated yesterday I would start probably opening up a little bit more about you know where I am and what you know what I've been doing and what my journey is. Uh, so, but but somebody asked like, oh, are we already doing Q and A? What we're trying to do is we're trying to take the multiple topic format and not have it feel so lopsided. So what we've been doing up to now is we would pick a lead topic and then we'd have other gaming news kind of jammed in and it would make it really, really hard. Like end of the stream, it'd be like, hey, do you guys have any questions about these random topics? So now, now if you see the title and thumbnail and you're interested in just one of the topics, show up and re and, and submit a question about that topic um which of keller's books are you were you reading every good endeavor i've read a lot of his stuff already it's it's a long conversation um i, I you know i've i've been a bit of a prodigal i've been a bit of a prodigal son so off in the far country and kind of coming back coming coming back home so um he was he was one of the authors i read a lot back in the uh back in the day and uh yeah i'm on i'm on the i'm on i'm on the road home so it's been good it's been good and his book was really really helpful over the weekend and um i don't know if i would ever create content like that i think it'd be really enjoyable and really fun um i i I do well in that kind of discussion environment i used to have great discussions with a guy that i worked at and uh he was agnostic and he always remarked that he he thought they were the most enjoyable discussions he ever had. He had never met somebody that he could have those kind of discussions with that were, you know, completely different than him. So, I don't know. I, I don't want to get caught up in that. I, <laughs> I don't want to get caught up in that. But I have considered, like, wanting to make more meaningful content or more content like that. But I would never do that on this channel. I think this channel's got a good idea and, and, and framework and brand of where we'd like to go. Uh, so, yeah. A lot of questions have been submitted, so this is one of the reasons that you can show up now if you're like, hey, I'm not interested in Assassin's Creed Infinity, but I'm really interested in console cheating. Now you can show up every day and there's a higher likelihood that we're going to be on a subject that you're interested in, and if you're a paying member, you can submit a question. So, um... Now, about this AC live service game, <laughs> it's going to be multiplayer or single player. That's actually a, a really good question. You didn't even submit, you didn't even use the question. That's actually a really good question. Are they, are they going to just be, is it going to be single player or are you going to be able to play with your buds? You know, I, that, we'll have to see. Maybe they could take some inspiration from that, that Robin Hood game and do like little raids and stuff with your buds. I feel bad for disrupting Q&A. You're not disrupting Q&A, homie. I, I could have avoided your question or said I'll talk about it later. Um, 
I really think when I came back, I should have said, we need to talk, and just did a stream, and that would have been the title and the thumbnail. Like, we need to talk. And maybe there's room for that. Maybe one day that's what I do. I just boot up, and we just have an an AMA. Because I've not talked about my education. I have two degrees, a a bachelor's and a master's. Um, I've not talked about that kind of stuff. Uh, But I think it'd be good. Um, and I, and I know, and I know that, you know, there are people that hate me that would, that would act like I'm, I'm, I'm being manipulative or putting on airs or something and they would try. And that's why I kept it even more secret the last 12 months. Cause it was like, I don't think people really understood what, what they did last year. Um, I don't think they understood. Like I was on a journey of healing and, and it was great. We were really on a great path. And then, <laughs> And then they were like, get this guy. And I was like, if you only knew, <laughs> if you only knew how far I had come, how, how much, how, how great my life was going personally and relationally. And, you know, and everybody thinks I'm this villain. It's just like, man, I, I wish you guys, I wish somebody would just come and talk to me. <laughs> I wish somebody would just come and have a conversation with me. Um, that sounds like SNTR network content. Yeah, we, you know, I talked with Creature, you know, I've not talked with Creature at length about it, but we have another channel we could do stuff with that, that we could maybe start doing. I don't know. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. It'd be really, really fun. I, especially, I love diving into books and discussing books and, you know, I've read guys like, um, um, I've, I've, I've read guys like Dawkins and Harris and I've watched debates with guys like Dennett and Hitchens and stuff. And I love, I love discussing stuff like that. That'd be, that'd be fun, man. That'd be fun content. (laughs) That would be fun content. You get the right people that are charitable and kind and you, you start chopping up, you know, philosophy and all that. Oh man, it it could be, it could be unique too. There's, there's, there's nothing like that. I, I don't think, I don't think there's anything like that out there. Um, so that could be really, really fun. Um, anyways, anyways, uh, we'll 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 put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in that. I have not been able to consume a single thing by that that person. Light leap. I have heard the name. I've I've seen some of the headlines and some of the the vid that like the the vids, but I've not been able to consume anything. I know almost nothing uh, about that 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 person. So, um. There's one thing I learned in the last year is that community needs some counseling. Yeah, it, it's a lot of damaged people trying to find their way. Um, it's a lot of damaged people trying to find their way and unfortunately hurt people hurt people. And so, um, so, <laughs> Lightly got me feeling I should stop in and say hi, but he uh, he's here now and I'm not so sure about staying. Yo, what's good, Radical? Yeah, yeah. Radical is one of the people I thought about when I was like, I could create really good content like that and have like uh, a mental health professional who is also, you know, she, she's, she's said this before that she, you know, she has, she's Jewish and that would be, that, those would be some interesting conversations. I'm sure, uh, you know, so I don't, we'll, we'll put a pin in that. We'll put it, we'll put a pin in that, that that's, that's, uh, that's something that could be really, really fun, but we would not do that. I'm telling you, we don't, if you're worried, you're like hearing me say all this, you're like, Oh no, Lona's going to start doing a Bible study on his channel. No, 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 <laughs> no, I am. That's not what this channel is about. That that's, I would never do that. That would be, that would be weird. I think that would be 
there is something there's an element of betrayal there to be like we've built this big community and centered around gaming and now I'm gonna tell you about the Lord like that would be I I don't I don't endorse that sort of um, bait and bait and switch I just want to be an authentic person I just want to be you know honest and uh, it, it it we had to kind of keep some of that stuff secret for a while just because we thought um, um, the uh, we thought people would weaponize it if I said like look man I've <laughs> I've really tried to change my entire life I really tried to come back around and y'all are lighting me on fire right now um, but we thought that I thought better of it um, I thought people would weaponize it I thought people would say oh he's just making an excuse or he's just doing the you know the classic oh, I found I found the Lord thing and it was like I didn't want to do that so I just kind of had to take it um I just had to take it. I had to. I had to. I had to. I had to just accept that I was going to get destroyed, and not really be able to 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 be honest about like my journey. And so I had to be kind of generic and kind of vague about things. Um. So. Um. <clears throat> I'm in a much better place uh, with where I am with my content and what I'm trying to do. So let me know. Uh, I'm down to council or talk with you live. I mean, I don't. Yeah, that you. We, I wouldn't want you to. I wouldn't want you to counsel me. That would. That that would be. <laughs> I, that would be weird to have like a friend like do that. Like you know what I mean? Um, I the no. There's nothing wrong with that big mad mo. There's nothing wrong with with coming home. Um, as I've said this morning, there's nothing wrong with coming home. But I didn't want that to be like. I think people would have said I was trying to use it as a get out of jail free card. Like, oh, he was this scumbag and now he's, now he's, you know, now he's a religious man or whatever. You see what I'm saying? Yo, QBZ with the membership. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate that. Um, so I had to make a concerted effort to say, like, a lot of what drove my response to everything to not go on the attack and to not be vengeful was driven by my beliefs but at the same time a lot of what I didn't say and kept out of the limelight was because um I knew what they would have done with it and I thought I just have to I just have to not I I just had to take it basically I had to accept I had to accept it you know can I still curse? Oh, there's nothing wrong with cursing. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with cursing, Keely. I'm not like... <laughs> I'm not a nun, you know? Jay White coming in with a membership. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. Hey, if you guys want to join and become a member like some of the people just did, that's how you submit a question. Question and answer will now be the backdrop throughout the entire show so we can cover more topics and you're allowed, you're, you're allowed to be like, you know what? I'm going to come in here and, and be here just because I'm interested in one of the four things, you know, instead of being like, oh, there's no way I'm interested in AC Infinity, but you might be interested in Elden Ring. So use that question command. You know what I mean? Um, so. No, I get that tactics. Tactics 42. I get that, homie. I do, and that's one of the reasons I would never, like, it's immediately divisive and it shouldn't be, 
right? I used to, like I said, I used to work with a guy and we, we were completely opposite in our beliefs and we had some of the greatest conversations and we had such a sweet friendship. And I think people miss out on that. I think people really miss out on, you know, um, great friendships and great conversations with people that are nowhere near what you think and believe. And, uh, but it's immediately divisive. Like if you say, let's say that there, there is a, there's a political belief system called, uh, I'm, I'm of the box party, right? And we support boxes and we think boxes are great. Well, the minute you say you're a part of that po- that box party, there's all these assumptions people make about you, and you're like, well, we can't be friends, or you think this, or you think that, or you're a this, or you're a that, and you're like, wait, 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 no, I'm not any of that stuff. Well, it doesn't matter. As soon as you say, I'm a this, walls go up. They just immediately go up, right? So I've always been very cautious about that kind of stuff. I love the conversations that we had. Yeah, 30 and I, that's a good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 and I, you know, have, have always had some of our greatest conversations were off, were, were off stream. You guys didn't get to see them. <laughs> behind, the, behind the curtain, you know. And uh, those were good times, you know, the post-show conversations. Those were good times. I miss those times. I hate how busy life got and how much I've had to do just to kind of, you know, stay above water. Um you think about doing an article of the day, kind of like you did before, but pick one, read with chat, and then you can have some extra content out of it? I mean, we've got four articles about these four things that when I feel it's appropriate, I will do my little short thing. Yo, George, thank you for upgrading to Rageless Tier 4. That is very generous. That is very, very generous. Thank you, George. Um, I worked for seven years with my closest friends. He was 50-something. Uh, and I would ask him about his his religion and stuff all the time. He was a great friend and mentor. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. You, you you're gonna you, th- those walls go up, man. Um, you know, I don't think bringing it up would score you any mercy with that community. Well, and and they have their own they have their own you know person over there that abuses the word you know for his own for his own you know suit for what suits him, which is. I mean, that you want to talk about dangerous. You, you want to talk about you want you want to talk about bringing bringing something on yourself that you don't want to bring on yourself. I mean, I I would I would be worried. I would be I'd be worried if I was that person. But and that was one of the reasons I couldn't enter that conversation because like he even made like a video on Twitter just completely abusing up a, 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 a passage and it was just like oh my gosh this is actually like disgusting like <laughs> as someone I was like wow okay um, and I'm I'm well educated in that I'm well educated in that regard and I was like homie you need to take a basic class <laughs> a, a Sunday school class on uh, on interpretation <laughs> but but that was one of the reasons I just had to stay off the battlefield I just couldn't do it it wouldn't have worked it would have um, it would have brought you know reproach on on others and it would have brought it on what I think and believe and I was like well I guess I just have to grin and bear this you know so you know text is probably the least effective method of communicating humor it is there 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 it's a gift when you read a tweet and it's funny or when we read stuff in chat from Zubair and it's funny it's a gift to be funny in text that is not easy it really is not, it's challenging you know what I mean 
you miss out on uh if you close you miss out on if you close yourself off to those who are different look at us we could be more different if you sat down and planned it out <laughs> but we get on great it was funny last night creature i was reading redwall to my kids and it's a brand new one and this one starts out where there is there's a badger and there is a hawk and they're becoming friends right and they're working together and it i'm I, I i'm laughing and you'll laugh but it made me think of me and you i was like these two completely unlikely like a badger and a hawk they've got nothing in common right and um funny enough funny enough yeah a badger funny enough a badger <laughs> anyway the the badger wants to go back and get revenge on the ferret that had him in, enslaved right and he's got this club and he's gonna go do it and the hawk is like you're just gonna go back and die don't do it don't do it but then the hawk says if you do I will go and die with you (laughs) I was like oh this is awesome (laughs) this is awesome but they decide not to oh it's such a great the, the beginning of the story is actually really really good it's really really good but it made me think it made me think of me and creature the badger and the hawk you know based on previous conversations very intrigued to hear yourself call yourself a prodigal yeah yeah it's a long story dauntless it's a long story I, it's actually interesting i um i thought about doing a podcast and I, I you know i don't know what you would call it i don't know what you would call it but basically just everything that that, that has happened that led to what people thought was a moment of of justice I think would be an interesting story, you know. Uh, Jerry, where's Jerry? He's here. He's here. Jerry is here. Jerry the Badger's here, and he's waving hi. There you go. There's your there's your your rare Jerry appearance. Um, if you're just tuning in and you're like, what on earth is going on? What is happening? What is on the screen? Uh, the title of the stream is exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about those four things. Assassin's Creed Infinity, console cheating, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, the pricing discussion and debate, and Elden Ring details. You guys can drive the conversation now. Instead of me picking one topic and trying to stay on it for two hours, we're doing this. And I already think this is going to work and flow better. I already feel better about what we're doing. We have so many questions already. We probably need to move on to the next question. If you're a paying member, you can submit a question using the question command. Also, keep in mind, this is a really good reason to hang out of the Discord. This is going to start to get momentum, and you can submit your questions the night before if you're in the Discord. It's a good reason to be a paying member and hanging out in the Discord, alright? So you'll know the topics night before, and then you can submit, alright? Ahem. <clears throat> I missed part of this. Have you claimed to be a messiah or something? This would play uh, with the trolls' cult claims. No. No, I have not made that claim, Hilly. I said that I was... Somebody asked a book that I was reading, and I told them the book that I was reading, and it is a Christian book. And I said that, you know... I'm 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 coming home like as a I, as a prodigal son the, the journey that I've been on and things that I've done with my life and my background and my history um I you know I I've I've been coming home for a while you know it's been a couple years uh and more recently you know I think I am home but 
but that yeah that's that's the extent of the conversation this morning I didn't we're, we're not gonna go much further than that I like I said I want to be more authentic and more honest with people but I don't I don't want to make that the center of the of the content we may start creating content uh, like that, but it would not be on this channel, okay? I don't want anybody to feel like suddenly that's going to be something that we're talking about and focusing on. Um, it, it, it inspires and motivates who I am and what I do and how I make business decisions. Um, I think some people maybe should could have guessed I have a background in that if they listen and know what to listen for. Um, some of my choices about you know, content and contracts and integrity, a lot of that is driven driven by that, but that's not going to be like me suddenly doing that in the chat, if that makes sense. Or in the stream, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? It's It shapes who I am, and my choices, and and my my compass of what, what I think is, is right and wrong, or what I should do with, with the business, and what I should do with content. But, if I ever start creating content that is about that, it will not be on this channel, okay? So, anyway, Let's let's bring let's bring things back around uh, right here with another question from uh, this one's from Sinos. Do you think Sony regrets not launching a smart delivery style system for the PS5 to streamline the uh, to streamline the purchasing decision for consumers? Um. So do you think that Sony regrets not launching a smart delivery style system for the PS5 to streamline the purchasing decision for consumers? So this is kind of out of... I guess this would be maybe on the console cheating subject. Um, uh, Lono coming home while I just get further away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not going to try and drag anybody back home. I would love to talk to people about that, though. I, I mean, I think we could... I'm telling you, I think we could make some great content. But, again, it would not be here. Anyway, um, I don't think this is, I don't think that that's, that's something on Sony's mind. Sony's focus and Sony's goal and Sony's identity is well in play. And I don't think they're like, oh man, I wish we would have done that thing that Microsoft did. Microsoft is, is, is promoting and selling you on a service and a subscription and Sony is selling you on substance right that's the difference that's the difference so th- if if you go oh it's about the ghost pricing model okay 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 you're talking ghost pricing model now i'm tracking with you sinos okay so i don't necessarily think sony's looking at the way that like microsoft is structuring their business platform and their funnel and all of that and being like oh i wish we would have done that now in cases like with ghost of tsushima the director's cut and the pricing let, let, let me let me kind of inform you guys as to what's going on. Um, if you own the PS4 release, you can get the director's cut on PS4 for twenty bucks, which makes sense because it includes the expansion as well as additional features and content. So I'm pulling this from an article by PlayStation Lifestyle. Okay, now if you want to directly upgrade from the original PS4 version to the director's cut on PS5, it's twenty nine ninety nine. So it's an additional ten dollars for the same content. And if you purchase the up or upgrade to the director's cut on the PS4 first, and you end up buying a PS5 later, you'll need to pay a $10, you know, basically like upgrade fee or whatever. All right. Now, Reddit and Twitter started getting flooded with complaints of people saying, why am I paying $10 for simply enjoying the PS5 hardware features, right? The upgrades or whatever. I understand where people are coming from. 
I, I, I don't, I do not think that this is, this is a big deal. I don't think this is a valid criticism, right? I don't. And because of that, because of that, I think in general, they're charging you for a different version of the game. The benefits you get on PS5, they, they had to go in and do all that and build all that. Now, if you're going to draw comparisons to other games that like do it for free, or you're going to draw comparisons to like Microsoft with smart delivery, okay. I, I mean, I, I guess, I guess we can have that conversation. But in this, in this, in this situation, they went in and built a director's cut and they put put in all this extra stuff for PS5, and you got to pay for it if you want it. They're not making you buy it again. They're only they're they're charging you ten dollars to upgrade. Now, somebody might say, "Well, if you go on the Xbox and you get FPS boost, that's just a free feature, right?" That's a free feature. That's not new work that went into that game. If I bought a game on my Xbox One, and then there was the enhanced version on the Series X, I would anticipate needing to spend money on that because somebody went in and did all that work. New textures, new rendering. If you're if you're if you're increasing resolution, if you're increasing FPS, right? That, 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 that was work that went into that. That had to be that had to be done. There was somebody that did that. And, you know, you gotta pay for that. All the examples people point to with Microsoft is essentially a slider, not a game rebuild. Right, and that's the that's the point. That's the point. Mo is saying you shouldn't charge for it. I, I I disagree. Mo, the director's cut costs money. Okay, that's our starting point. Let's let's start here logically. That's our starting point. Ghost of Tsushima director's cut costs money. Why? It's new content. It's new content. There are two versions of the director's cut. There is the PS4 version, and there is the PS5 version. That's it. That's kind of the end of the discussion. This is not a, 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 a slider, right? This is not, it's not a slider. It's not an FPS slider. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a different version of the director's cut. The Fallen Order upgrade was a full rebuild. Yeah, and I know they didn't charge for it, but that if they would have had DLC, maybe they would have. I don't know. I am not going to sit here and say that maybe just for simplicity's sake, they shouldn't have done it. They should have been like, it's the same price no matter what, right? $2 from Wabi Sabi says, people forget we already got a free expansion. People also forget that you already got a free update to Ghost of Tsushima. They already made it look prettier on PS5 for $0. You just It just looks awesome, right? Just because. Yeah, we need to go in and mess with the colors for those tier members I don't know why somebody needs to do that why is he grey <laughs> I need a discord aficionado to do that for me why didn't they bring it out day one they're double dipping but they're not double dipping no 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 they're not double dipping they are launching something called the director's cut that has in it a whole new island ghost of Ikishima. Ghost of Ikishima is a whole new thing, a whole new island, a whole new thing. Yeah, they added multiplayer, the legends, and all that for totally for free. Director's Cut is launching for Ghost of Tsushima with brand new content, and the PS5 version has even more. So it costs ten dollars more. 
You see what I'm saying? It's those labels that are doing the gray thing. No, I went in last night and there are some member there are some roles that are that are gray for some reason. We need we need Greg to fix that. He's the one that that knew how to do all that and it looks really nice. We need him to go in uh and and fix that. So he dropped his tear and it messed it up. Oh. <clears throat> no, 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 no. Not gray in the YouTube chat. Sorry, Greenside. It's a gray name in Discord. We're not sure what's going on. Lots of games have done it for free. Why the disparity? Well, they already did it for free. Ghost of Tsushima got a free upgrade on PS5 for free. This is not a this is not a free upgrade. This is a new This is a new version basically of the game baked in the director's cut. Like new updates, new things. Jap well, I think the Japanese lip sync is on all of it, but the 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 4K with the targeted 60, the haptic feedback. I don't have everything in front of me, so I'm not sure what the other benefits are. If I walk in a bar and get a free drink, do I get to walk to another bar and say that the drink should be free? <laughs> it didn't get a PS5 upgrade? Didn't it? I thought they pushed out a very basic upgrade so that it would run 60 FPS or whatever. Or or whatever it was. If this is what they did for Spider-Man. People are ridiculous. Ghost of Tsushima was a full, excellent game. Got a huge free co-op experience, and now they drop DLC that's either 20 or 30, depending on PS4 or 5. Sign me up. That's exactly how I see it, Fuzzy. It It's a DLC, and there's two versions of it. There are two versions of the DLC. The director's cut should not be free. It's a whole new island. It's a whole new story. It's basically like a mini Miles Morales for 20 or $30 and if you buy the $30 one you get all this extra stuff on your PS5 they push it to 60 it was not an upgrade like the others oh I thought it was an upgrade maybe I misunderstood I know they did something different for God of War that they didn't do for Ghost of Tsushima but I thought they still had to push out like a patch update that you downloaded so that it could run better on the PS5 it wasn't what they did to God of War with the 4K checkerboard 60 FPS. That was something that they actually did and then shoved it out as, a, as an announcement. I thought there was like a patch that you downloaded on, on PS5. PS4 version had a 60 FPS upgrade. Oh, okay. I thought, they, I thought it was something that they actually coded and pushed out. Look at the difference between the original Spider-Man and the remaster and tell me they didn't deserve to charge for that. That's what I'm saying. It was a patch. Not really an update, but definitely a patch. Yeah. If we ever see the gray name again, we just got to delete the tier that they aren't subscribed to anymore. It's supposed to take that away, though. So it still had him on a tier of sub that he wasn't on anymore? That's so weird. <clears throat> it's supposed you Discord's supposed to take it away. I don't know. We are now paying for a PS5 version that we didn't get for most other games. I'm not sure what you're saying. It's a DLC. There's two versions of the DLC. If if right now, okay, let's imagine that we're one year into Halo Infinite, and Halo Infinite has a, C, a, a DLC, and it's twenty dollars on the old Xbox. And it's 30 on the Series X. Because the Series X version comes with a bunch of extra stuff. I don't understand. Like, that's a different version of the DLC. It's got more stuff in it. I, you know what I mean? 
you're, you're you're buying you're buying it on another platform with more stuff in it. It's gonna cost more. It I don't, I don't know. It's like you and I have the same size boat, and we're buying boat covers for our boat. But I want a boat cover with zippers and snaps because my boat around the edge has both and yours doesn't. We have the same size boat, but that that boat cover, I'm, I'm getting one with more. I would expect to pay more because I'm getting more features on the boat cover. We have the same core boat, but mine's got some extra bells and whistles on it. You know what I'm saying? If I get a 3080 for my PC, I don't have to go in and pay the devs again for the ability to use that performance. That's not what they're doing. They're literal features that aren't just increased performance. They're stuff with the controller as well. The actual controller, the haptic feedback, they went in and coded all sorts of extra stuff for that. It's a whole other feature set that you get on the PS5. You're buying the expansion. It costs more on the PS5 because PS5 games cost more than PS4 games do. That's also true. That's also true. PS5 games didn't, 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 uh, wasn't, what was Returnal? Hey, somebody submitted a tip through the network for booze on Friday. YouTube chat can decide. Oh no, you're gonna get me in trouble. Thank you. Thank you for the $15, Dan. I appreciate it. That was a while ago. Oh my goodness. That was a long time ago, Dan. I'm sorry. Dev didn't have to take extra time to make it run on your 3080. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They went in and added all this extra stuff. Here, here's the problem with what you're saying. You're saying it should cost the same because it's the same, but that logically isn't true. It's not the same. They went in and added and coded and created all these extra features for the PS5, and that's what you're ultimately paying for. You're paying for more. You know what I mean? Not the zipper button discussion. That's right. Oh, that was Hilly? Oh. Oh, we we know his name. Because he said it that one day on stream. (laughs) Not fast enough, Dan, or whatever that was. I was dying. I was dying. What what stream was that? (laughs) That was too good, dude. Oh, it was one of my favorite moments. Not fast enough, Dan. <laughs> oh, man. Why are most devs doing the upgrade for free, but some aren't? Does it not cost the other devs too? Well, Big Mouth Strike, there's a big difference between saying, hey, we did a 4K, you know, a 4K checkerboard 60 FPS upgrade to God of War, right? It's a patch you can download. Who knows why they did that? You want to know my theory? They were doing that to test out for Ragnarok. That's my theory. They were wanting to see what kind of stability they could get out of pushing the God of War assets, the engine, and the combat, and the the models. How far can we push this and have it run stable on the PS5 so Ragnarok can be beautiful? That's what I think they were doing. Second, that's not content. They're not adding any content. They are selling a director's cut. It's not an update. It's a director's cut. With all new stuff, areas, features, quests, content, and a, and a ghost of Ikishima Island story. Whole new thing, whole new dialogue, all of it. And the PS5 version comes with more stuff. So it costs $10 more. It's that simple. 
You see what I'm saying? It's not an update. They're selling content. It's a DLC. Yo, TG Rage with a five spot. Ghost of Sushi is the least of my worries. Man, that new Switch looks lame. <laughs> Thanks, Rage. Thank you, Rage with a five spot. I appreciate it. I love the It Takes Two streams when Hilly was cracking on his character model. Oh, man, when he started talking about how the developers thought fat people don't have bones, I could not breathe. I literally couldn't breathe it was so funny that was was a special that was a special moment we need clipping so bad (laughs) no they're charging 10 for the upgrade I have no problem paying for the DLC playing for the DLC no they're not charging $10 for the upgrade they're charging $10 because it comes with more features there's more things that they did there's an entire there's an entire thing that they did with the controller that's that that that's doesn't that's that's something that they had to go and do and make. Do you know what I'm saying? Come on, come on. What's the difference between the Ghost between Spider-Man and Ghost Remaster? Don't remember people getting upset paying for a PS5 remaster of Spider-Man. Right, right, yeah, they had to pay for that. That didn't even add any content. They just made it look better. What did that cost? I didn't realize you had to pay for that. Oh, I got mine. I got mine on the, um, with, with Miles Morales, like baked in or whatever. Uh, <laughs> the book appears on It Takes Two. Hilly starts heavy breathing. That's right. That's right. People were upset about the Spider-Man thing too. Right. I would imagine they were. I mean, they, they're, if they're upset about this, I imagine they would have complained about that as well. Um, I don't think Lona would ever laugh as hard as he did as the Guardian Game statue, but then Hilly made that comment. (laughs) They had to go into the game and code haptic triggers. I'm pretty sure the 4K60 is going to be in there. They didn't do that for free. Right. If the devs called it something else other than the director's cut, people wouldn't be questioning the price of a DLC. We thought it was going to be called Ghost of Ikishima, right? But they decided not to. I don't know how your hair is shorter but bigger at the same time. Big wig Lono looking schmick. Keep it up. Peace gonna lurk. Thank you, OP. I appreciate that. Hey man. I'm just I'm just living. I'm just living. You know what I mean? The best Lono laugh is still just kidding Hugo. <laughs> People want me to play that game again so badly. They're like, you gotta go back and play it again. They're doing some kind of a, an, an updated version. Maybe we could go back and play it for an afternoon and just be an absolute idiot. Oh, I was that was so fun. I was so mad we got soft locked and had to stop playing. All right, let's let's go to another question. We don't want we don't want to ignore questions here. Ah. Uh, what is this? Oh, this is this is this is this is console cheating. Uh, this this is a subject. So Quad asks, do you think EA and Dice's lack of action with regards to hacking in Titanfall means that they should bear some responsibility for Apex Legends attack affecting playability on Apex? Listen, man, no, no. Hang on, just a minute. I gotta thank somebody. Five spot from TJ Rage. That Dark Souls FPS boost is fresh though. Free baby. Well, yeah, but that's a simple update. That's not an actual. They didn't do anything. I know everybody wants me to go play Dark Souls and Sekiro and all that, but come on, it's gonna happen. By the way, we've got some good ideas. I know people love to watch me suffer. We're gonna play Ghost of Tsushima today, though. I hope the turnout's strong. It better be strong. It's like one of my favorite games. I'm really excited. Once the director's cut comes out, oh boy, we're playing that for sure. But we're playing today to showcase just how good the game looks even before the update. Now. Listen, 
the, bearing responsibility for the Apex Legends attack, this is... The, the, the problem with this is when someone does something wrong because of something else that is wrong, you know, bearing responsibility. So let's say there's a, there's a, there's a retail store that has been ignoring or doing something wrong in one of their departments, okay? If you go and vandalize the store to get their attention about it and spray paint the walls, right? And someone's like, yeah, they bear some responsibility. I'd be like, no, they don't. You just went in and committed a crime. You know what I'm saying? You can't blame them for not helping and, you know, not taking care of Titanfall. You think Titanfall and all the crap... Keep in mind, the crap going on in Titanfall, that's not their fault either. That's that's bad people doing bad stuff. That, that's not even their fault either. Do you think they have a vested interest of babysitting Titanfall because these morons go in and, 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 and abuse the game? It's a super old game. doesn't generate any revenue for them other than the fact that like it had a spurt in, in popularity on Steam whenever they brought Valkyrie to Apex Legends. But come on, there's so many logical trip-ups here. What's happening to Titanfall is wrong, and it's not really their fault either. That's just bad people being jerks, and then people are mad about that. And they're like, well, those guys are over there being jerks, so we're going to be jerks, and it's your fault, Respawn, or EA, or whoever. Those of us in the Titanfall 2 community get the server's... Uh, yeah, they get knocked off nightly. Right, right, right. Yeah. Hilly with a 15 spot. That tip didn't work. Nothing happened on my PayPal. This is booze money. Kind regards, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Danny boy. I'm going to start singing that to you on Friday nights, dude. I'll get a couple in me and I'll, I'll go, I'll go far. I'll, I'll sing most of that song. <laughs> uh, maybe not. EA has been selling Titanfall 1 even though it is literally not a game anymore. I get that it's old, but that game should not have been sold for as long as it's been. I mean, mean, that's a separate subject though. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so back to the Ghost of Tsushima debate. Sean says, the PS4 version is just the expansion. PS5 is the expansion, lip sync, 4K60, 3D audio enhancements, and the haptic feedback. All that's worth 10 bucks. Yeah, I agree. I disagree, Lono. They're still selling it, so they are responsible. The game's unplayable. So, again, again, you have to understand something. You have to understand something. People are breaking the law. Okay? People are breaking the law. And Respawn should either devote massive massive amounts of resources or maybe not massive let me not be hyperbolic here Respawn should devote resources and time to fixing it and if they're unwilling to or unable to they should stop selling it I might be able to get behind that logical that, 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 that logical assertion if you guys don't have the resources and time to fix this then stop selling the game I think I can get behind that. You know? 
the the idea though that like they bear responsibility these are people that are being bad you know what i mean it's like oh man people are beating the snot out of your game so either spend money to fix it resources and time or whatever or stop selling the game right i don't know what 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 all entails to stop selling the game i really don't if you're enjoying the show by the way be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button uh we're trying a new format today you can talk in chat as long as you're a subscriber that's free you want your questions to show up on screen got to be a paying member for that we're engaging with both the on-screen questions and chat about a variety of topics covering a lot of different gaming news this morning um they're single player, no. Well, not in the first Titanfall, but in Titanfall 2 there is. Yeah, you know what? Eugene just made a really good point. The Titanfall 2 campaign is ridiculously good. Like, really good. Yeah, Titanfall 1, no campaign. Everything's online. Everything's online. Their campaign was you playing online with, like, some... <laughs> Some weird audio that would play, like some dialogue. That was it. You know what I mean? That was all it was. How do people get satisfaction from cheating in multiplayer? Isn't the point to actually be better? Well, there's psychological reasons, right? There, there are people that are angry and they do it to be. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a vengeance and a vindictiveness to the cheating, right? There's that element. Uh, you know, there, there's, there, there's also just the psychological nature of frustration. People are like, I'm sick of this game or I'm sick of the cheaters. I'm going to cheat or I'm sick of losing. Right. (laughs) Excuse me. Yo, what's good, Geritol? So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons that people cheat in a video game. There are, you're, you're going to try and figure it out. Good luck. You know, it's like. It's like trying to figure out why people troll on the internet. There's a variety of reasons. Some people are deeply and mentally disturbed. Some people are just bored and want attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a spectrum of reasoning behind it. You know? I just enjoy the feeling of ruining someone's day. Yeah, that, that, that there's that. There's that. People are like, you know, I, um, I, I'm gonna make people mad today, you know? I mean, listen, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. I'll, 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 I'll admit how flawed I am as a person. I can get that mad in a game. You know? I can get that mad in a game. Like, you know, if I could ruin that person's experience right now because they beat me, I would do it. Why? That's ridiculous. Why would you do that? Well, <laughs> I don't know. You know, anger makes you do stupid stuff. Why do you yell at strangers on the highway? You know, like why? Why could you get angry? And anger makes you do stuff that's dumb. Now, do I act on it? Well, no, because I, I, I'm at a point in my life where I calm down and I'm like, well, that's stupid. That's foolish. Why would I do that? That's destructive and unhelpful. It wouldn't make me feel better. You know. You, you, you process the anger in a healthy way and you don't let it lead you to something ridiculous. You've been angry at people and thought, man, it'd be really nice to punch that guy in the mouth. But you don't do it. It might feel good. Man, it might feel really good. might feel really good to lay some people out. But ultimately, you don't do it because you know it would lead to, it would lead to more anger, more frustration, more pain. It, it wouldn't be helpful, right? But there are people 
that do it and then they do it some more and they do it some more I think there are people that are addicted to cheating I really do I don't think they have space in their brain for playing a game legitimately I don't <clears throat> some people have such punchable faces oh gosh yeah they do mm-hmm. some people some people have faces and attitudes that you know it's like they're begging for a two by four across the face. Like you just want to flatten their nose. You know what I'm saying? You just want to, you just want to take a two by four and just, I mean, lay them out. But you can't. You know, <laughs> we don't live in a video game where you can do that. You know, the guy that, like I was doing yesterday in Watch Dogs. Like, what'd you say to me? And then I just punch him or get out my baton. You can't do that. You know, there's consequences for those types of actions. And and the thing is. The thing is, that is a lot of what happens. If I didn't have to jump through so many hoops, I'd make a cheat account for D2 PvP, not for Malice, but because I just don't enjoy it. (laughs) Uh. Power fantasy. People love feeling that they have a greater advantage over everyone because they have nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like power grabs on social media. I mean, that's that's what so much of social media is now. Um, they're they're uh, you know it, it, it's it feels good to scold somebody, doesn't it? Boy, when you when you're right about something, man, it feels good to scold that person. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna play Ghost today. Yes, yes, yes. Ghost of Tsushima today. Yes, yes, yes. Guys, remember to hit the like button if you haven't done so already. Let's roll those likes over. Uh, it seems like you guys are enjoying this format today. Show some appreciation and roll the likes over to 300. Maybe set your sights on 400. Um, we should do a poll. We should do a poll in chat about one of these topics. Uh, let's see. We were just debating Ghost of Tsushima. Let's do that. Let's do that. Um, ghosts, Ghost of Tsushima Director's cut do you do you agree with the ten dollar uh increase for for the ps5 version right that's the question oh gosh i can't spell hang on a second what's creature saying pull the new format we'll pull we'll pull the new format later once we've once we've gone longer than an hour and a half i want to i want to pull since we were just debating Ghost of Tsushima, let's let people weigh in. Surprisingly enough, that got that got kind of hot as a way, uh, you know, a- as a way to uh, keep the conversation going. We thought cheating was going to be the big discussion, and it obviously is. It is. It is. Um, uh, Five dollars from Craig says you can't, but Hawksaw Jim Dugan is certified. I don't know what in the world, huh? I don't get. Is that a meme or a joke? I'm too old for all that. Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. Do you agree with the ten dollar increase for the PS5 version? Ask your community. There you go. You guys can weigh in on that. Let me go to the next question. Next question is from Vasilios. Says, um. Given how console players are usually more casual players with free-to-play massive PvP games, etc., do you think that the response regarding declining players would be more severe than PC? Well, yes. Yes. Um, 
there is uh oh it's a wrestler oh okay okay <laughs> i was like what in the frick um yeah i mean i would think um if Lona put himself in the directory of the game he's going to play later, do you think that would help with retention? It might. I mean, we did that today, so I mean, it, that's a po- that's a possible that's a possible theory that we're working on. They make you put yourself in a game, so it's kind of awkward. It's like, well, I'm not playing the game, but it's part of the discussion, and I will be playing it later. So it's kind of like Lono shrug. Like I don't know. YouTube's wild. Too old for Hawksaw Jim Dugan. You're too young, my man. WWE wrestler back in the day. I did not. I actually did not do a lot of wrestling back in the day. I played the black cartridge on Nintendo 64 with my friends, but I didn't watch a lot of it. You know what I mean? Did I hear the need for likes? Dauntless has several accounts to share love with. Gospel Bro Alition. I love that. I actually worked that event a couple of times. Not your name, the other name. A couple of times when it was here in Louisville. I worked that event a couple of times, like volunteer. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, this is a good question from Vasilios about, you know, are player numbers on console, are they going to be more sensitive to cheating because they're more casual? You know, it kind of cuts both ways because there are people that would, there are people that would say, yeah, the coalition, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are people that would say, they um they're too casual to detect when they're playing against a cheater right i think there's some truth to that i was on a i was on a podcast with a guy that was too casual and too low on the skill spectrum to know when he was playing against a cheater and he he thought cheating was overstated it wasn't that big of a deal he hardly ever ran into cheaters it's like you probably don't know when you're running into them also because they're cheating, they send it. They're going to be matching higher echelon players because of their numbers, because of their stats. So you might be gliding underneath of them and never matching them, or you might be too casual to notice. Okay. And so that's that's one element of the discussion. They might not even really notice that it's happening. However, however, there are two diseases that spread when cheating comes to a game. Number one the disease of more cheating right the disease of more cheating starts to spread and people are like well I'm gonna cheat too sick of this there's cheaters I'm cheating okay the other disease that spreads is there's no such thing as skill anymore it's called skill skepticism the disease of skill skepticism every time someone kills you with skill you think I don't know that might have been sus. We'll call it the sus disease. Everybody's sus now. Because if somebody lands a great shot or a great kill or a crazy snipe, I don't know. I don't know. Could be sus. They could be cheating. Because every, you know, everybody's under under uh, suspicion now. It's like a murder mystery where you don't, you're like, a who done it? you know? I don't know. They could be cheating. This, this, this could be a... Uh... <laughs> this could, this could be uh, a cheater that I'm playing against. They landed amazing snipe. So those two diseases spread pretty quickly whenever cheating comes to a game or comes to a community. So possibility there is that, yeah, casual player bases can be a little bit more volatile. Now, Jaggy's saying, wait, console players are casuals now? No, 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 no. I I don't want to assert that, like, if you play console, you're casual. But, homie, you and I both know that 
a good portion of console players are more casual. It's more likely to find a casual player on a console than a PC. Come on. It's more accessible. It's easy. It's plug and play. It's controller. This is not me besmirching casuals. I I would be considered a casual if you if you looked at skill and amount of time in most games. You know what I'm saying? Like they're playing more casual. They're taking it less seriously. They have less skill. They have less time to play. There's a lot of markers of a casual. A casual can play every day of the week and be bad. They're just sort of casual in their skill. <laughs> Man, this is fun. You know. There's also casuals who they can't play that much, but they really love the game, and they're not bad. They're above average, but you'd still consider them a casual. They don't play all that often. So there's a, there's a wide variety of ways to classify casual, but I do think if you if you looked at the you know the the, the the console realm, you would say yeah you know a lot of these people fall on the casual end of things. You know, all my friends who play both say PC PvP is full of bot lobbies. Well, it depends on the game. It depends on the game. <clears throat> Destiny is unique because Destiny was born on was born on console. So, being that it was born on console, your most dedicated, most sweaty players are going to tip the scales a lot of times. And PC is going to have a lot of people who just downloaded the game for free and are looking for some, you know, some, for some fun shooties. And that's all. They don't really care about anything else. Oh like, yeah, well, I'll play this. You know, I'll check this out. Yeah. You know? And I think that, you know, in in the in the grand scheme of things, there there is a there's sort of a a a miscommunication that happens when these sorts of discussions happen. Like when we say casual, we're not saying that they're bad. It's that they're less invested, right? They're less invested. It's free to play. They're just playing on Game Pass. Like, they they don't really care. You know what I'm saying? So, it, it's one of those things where it's like, they might be more likely to quit. Because they're like, well, forget this crap. There's cheaters in here now. You know what I mean? They are, um... They're not, they're not as committed. They're not as, they're not as... They don't care as much. There's people like that on PC, yes. Like, I guess what this... Let's just ignore console. Let's just say that cheating can run off the casual players who are less invested. There's a lot of casual players on PC, and there's a lot of casual players on console. And yeah, they'll leave. They'll stop playing. They're like, forget this crap, dude. I don't like this game that much. Look at my attitude with Sea of Thieves. All it took was three bad play sessions in a row to be like, you know what? I don't like your game that much anyway. It's not that fun. It's not that good. I'm done. I'm not playing this crap. If if you guys are like, hey, Lono, check out Thus and So game. Be really fun. You know, go play, blah, blah, blah. And I plan on a Friday night with Hilly. And Hilly and I are like, well, yeah, let's check this game out. And we run into a bunch of cheaters. A couple of games in a row. Do you know what we're going to say? Eh, We'll just walk away from it. Well, like I don't, I'm not invested in this game, and it doesn't matter what the platform is. There, this is a this is a good question. Casual players make up a large portion of the player base because they're easy. They're those easy laid back players that just like download and boot up. And they're like, yeah, I'll just play. Let's see how this game is. Cheaters will run them off real quick. 
PUBG right now, a bunch of bots and a bunch of cheaters. Probably only 10 real players per lobby. Jeepers. Let's go with another question here. What kind of legal action do you think companies should take against these cheat organizations? What kind of legal action should they take against the individuals who are repeat offenders? Well, you can't necessarily take legal action against a cheater unless they're doing uh, denial of service because that's they're breaking federal law. Now, that's up to the Fed, the federal government if they want to step in and, you know, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of beside the point. Now, the organizations, you could file all kind of suits. You know, business disruption, damaging our intellectual property, all the things that I would love to sue people for uh, that I can't afford. Like, just basic business disruption. It's bad for their business. It hurts their bottom line. They can, they can, they can sue you for that. They can say, look, man, you're targeting our product and harming it. I got to tune in on a single Friday night, watch you and uh, play Sea of Thieves with Hilly. It was great. Seemed to enjoy it then anyway. Look, it's good in small doses. I won't deny that. I think my frustration with Sea of Thieves is if you play Sea of Thieves and you actually want to do something, you actually want to achieve something, and go and get the and go and get the rank ups and the money and the stuff and make your ship look dope and make your character look dope. No, you can't. It, it you can't play it that way. You're just gonna get at least I I can't. I just get irritated. Now we debated the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut, and we got a poll in chat. It's only been up for ten minutes, almost two hundred votes. Make sure and cast your vote. It's in chat. You don't have to leave anymore to take the poll. It's right at the top of the chat box. After you vote, you can dismiss it if you don't want to see it. Do you agree with the ten dollar increase for the PS5 version? It's a fifty five forty five split right now, so. Make sure and uh, get your get your submissions there. Yeah, I mean, you can't take legal action against the offenders, the people cheating, but you could certainly target the companies and say you're damaging our, you know, you're you're damaging our product. You know what I mean? The TOS bans cheaters. This guy got banned, but companies are creating cheats. You're breaking the, a product that is not yours, which is not cool and illegal. As you're looking to, at a proprietary code and breaking it on purpose. Yeah, IP ban doesn't work, Sorcerer of Havoc, because most of them use VPNs, and IPs get recycled, so that wouldn't work. You know what I mean? A lot of cheaters do it to make money. Oh, we're not even talking about that element, but that's a huge, huge element. An enormous element of cheating is the economy of cheating. It's massive. It's, it's absolutely huge because you can make money doing it. That You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. I, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things where if you would have told me years ago that this was going to be a thing, that like there would be a way to, you know, make money cheating... Well, I mean, I would have told you, that sounds insane, no way, how are you going to make money cheating? I mean, there are people that will, they, they'll, they'll literally cheat, they'll literally cheat and make, and make money while they're cheating because they're, they're, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're actually charging somebody money to do the recovery or whatever, and they just cheat for them and get them all, get all the stuff. It's... Unfortunately, I think that's one of the biggest problems with cheating right now is that it it lands it lands in such a way 
that people are motivated to do it out of anger, out of rage, and out of financial gain. You make money cheating. I mean, that's a that's a that's a that's a huge opportunity. Now, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my my little short on this since we're talking about it. Since we're talking about cheating, let me do my little short here. I'm gonna read through this report from GameSpot about it, and uh, we've got other topics. So we got more questions. Don't go anywhere. I'm gonna get to you guys' questions in a second. If you submitted them, we'll go right back to it in just a moment. This needs to loot. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about console cheating, and we debated this on my live stream. If you like these shorter uploads, hit subscribe and the bell button and the like button if you like these short videos. Now, this is not good news. This is not a happy video because cheating has become a major problem in gaming as of late. We've got the Call of Duty trailer playing right here. I mean, they banned over 500,000 accounts recently. That was the total count of how many they have banned from their game talking about taking more aggressive measures to ban repeat offenders with respect to their actual hardware and all kinds of other ways to stop people from cheating. Now, cheating has largely been a PC problem for a very, very long time, especially in free-to-play games because the barrier of entry is so low. Fortnite, Destiny 2, and Call of Duty have continued to struggle to keep people from cheating. Now, this came from a GameSpot report. A new cheat engine that uses machine learning can work on consoles, including Xbox Series X, PlayStation and PlayStation 5. The anti-cheat watch group, ACDP, posted its findings on the new Twitter uh, on the new tool on Twitter. So they tweeted about this, explaining how it will be difficult for developers to detect. Now somebody else linked me to an article on Twitter talking about the aimbot that's going to be out there will be almost undetectable. And this is going to be a big problem for consoles because th- there's never been a need to have like anti-cheat on the console. Now we talked about DeNovo or DeNuvo or whatever the name of the company is. They've made their anti-cheat available on the PlayStation and you might start seeing that showing up in in games and, and needing to be installed and updated in order for this to be a thing, in order for people to you know, not have to worry about cheating. Now according to this report, the tool seems to use a visual feed provided by a capture card, ones like Elgato and Avermedia, uh, and it goes to a PC. And then analyzes using machine learning to determine targets. All the player needs to do is aim in the general direction of a foe online, with the tool then figuring out precise aiming and even taking the required shots for the kill. The tool can be configured in a bunch of ways, with the video demonstrating how a cheater can increase or decrease the field of view the tool uses to grab targets. So what it's actually doing is, and so this is one of the this is this will be hopefully one of the barriers from keeping people doing it. Will you'll need to send the footage of what you're doing to a PC through a capture card. Now that's going to be a barrier of, of, of entry here. Not a lot of people are going to want to buy a capture card and then they're going to have to have a PC sitting there running and then they're going to have to have the tool running. But cheaters, cheaters are going to love this. Cheaters look for new and innovative ways to cheat. That's what they do. That's, that is their existence. That's their, that's their lot in life. Okay. Now, Tools like this are not uncommon on PC, according to this report, but it's not something that should be familiar to console players. The closed ecosystems of consoles have made cheating far more challenging, but since this tool only needs visual feed of what is happening, it would be very difficult for either Sony or Microsoft to prevent. 
ACDP, the watch group, says it isn't impossible, but the developers will equally struggle to find a widespread solution to this problem. Cheating engines like this are especially popular in big online shooters like Fortnite and Call of Duty. In April, a developer on Warzone said cheaters were ruining his life's work, while also eating up resources that could be going toward making the game better. This is a problem. There's an economy of cheating. People make money using cheats. People sell cheats. There's organizations that sell them. And this is going to be a huge challenge for both Microsoft and Sony to get in front of this with both detection and prevention, given the method that this tool works. It's not something running natively on the console that can be detected. It's something running elsewhere. You're going to have to have a way of monitoring player behavior, trends, accuracy, win ratio, kill ratio, all that stuff to determine whether or not somebody is fishy, you know, with their uh, with their gameplay. As always, if you enjoy these short gaming news videos, hit the subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. Do 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 do. All right, we can get back to uh Wait, what happened? Oh, I'm not full screen. I was like, what happened? Alright, let's get to the next question. Let's get to the next question. Um, this is something we're going to be trying to do periodically. Like, when I feel like it's the right time to record the short video, I'm going to record the short video, and then we'll jump right back to Q&A. Alright? So, Hilly asks a question, and this is again about console cheating. Do you think crossplay will increase if console cheating increases? towards PC levels, both titles which have it and the number of user opt-ins. Yeah, these feel a little unrelated to me, personally. Now, companies might be like, well, you know, cheating's here, so we might as well do cross-play. It doesn't really seem to matter. I don't necessarily think that's going to be the motivation to increase cross-play. Cross-play is, is usually something that you see happen or get turned on or increased because they want to help their, their user base. They want to grow their user base or, you know, maybe they want to make it easier they want to make it easier for these, you know, the, these communities to grow and flourish. So, generally speaking, I, I, I don't see these two being related, but, you know, coincidentally, yes, I think you're going to see a rise in crossplay, mainly because of the expectation of the consumer base and these communities. It's like, hey, I, I, I should be able to play with my buddies. Like, this shouldn't be an issue, you know? I think that's why you're going to see an increase. Doom with the next question. Will you go back to Dark Souls 3 knowing it's had an FPS boosted yesterday? Yes. I'm going to go back to Dark Souls 3 and try and beat that tree. I'm going to have to practice in some of the earlier areas against the enemies. I completely forget the controls. Um, We're going to try and start featuring from software games on this channel uh, in anticipation of Elden Ring. So... Dracus Pander says, Cheating on consoles scares the crap out of me, but would a hardware ban or other banning methods be more effective on consoles versus PC? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. If, listen, if if, if Sony and Microsoft step in and they ban, and they ban your, your console, you understand that console's done, right? They, they'll, they can brick your console if they want. There's ways to do it. Now, I'm sure there's ways to reset it to factory defaults. But if they ban your account and they hardware ban the console, as soon as that console jumps online and tries to download updates or do anything online, it's going to be like, nope, you're banned. It's not as, you're not going to be able to hardware spoof your PS5 or your Xbox. 
right? Hardware bans on PC are a little bit more complicated, and IP bans don't work because a lot of these scumbags use VPNs, so they don't have a true IP address. If they hardware ban or brick your console, boy, oh boy, you're going to talk about people being like, I'm not cheating on console, bro. No way. You know how long it took me to get an Xbox Series X or a PS5? I'm not going to risk getting my PS5 bricked. There's so many great games to play. You know what I mean? There's so many great games. I'm not doing that. I would think the challenge here isn't whether or not they can. It's how do you do it? How do you determine someone is cheating? How? If it's not native on the console... If the console's running through a cap card and the cap card's running on a you know on a PC and the PC's analyzing gameplay, how? I guess my question is, how does it determine the controls? Like that's my big question is. Maybe that's how they would detect it. They could they could detect it through the controller itself. Because the controller is gonna be getting input from the PC somehow, but simultaneously also sending input to <clears throat> to the um it'll be sending input to the to the console but receiving input as well I'm pretty sure there are ways to hardware spoof consoles I highly doubt that that's super easy and accessible you'd have to literally a signal has to be being sent back to the console right well, that's what I mean, though. I don't think you're going to be able to hardware spoof that easily. You'd have to brick, you'd have to unbrick or jailbreak the console to go down into the actual operating system level to essentially lie, because that's what a console spoof is. You're lying to your internet connection and saying, "Here's my hardware information." I, I don't know. How would you do that? Because if you log in on your Xbox, they've got you, and, and you're logged in on your account. They've got the Xbox serial number. They've got all that internal stuff. Same thing with your Sony. They've got all that on there. How do you spoof that? Controller is the easiest way to cheat. It's easy to emulate the controller, hence why they can ban you for modding your controller. Yeah, they're going to have to try and detect it at the controller level then. That's going to be the only way. If you don't do it at the controller level, there's going to be no way to detect people doing this. Because they're just going to run the... Because, again, the software is not running. It's not running native. It's not running on the... It's not running on the... um, On the the console itself. It's running elsewhere. It's analyzing video footage and and telling your controller when to shoot, basically. If you can detect that signal, easy peasy, and maybe a dev can detect it, but... uh, Can't detect it, but the manufacturers can. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope I hope that they catch all these people and brick their consoles. I think that'd be that'd be amazing. Catch them all and just brick their consoles. Let them cheat for like a month, you know? Let it happen for like a month, get all your information and then pull the trigger and just brick all their consoles. Like frick you. <laughs> Mythrax, another one about cheating. A creature was right. Uh, in what way could cheating impact consoles in my opinion? The control that players have over games is very limited in comparison to PC, so I don't see it as a long-term issue. Well, I mean, we, we just read the details, so you weren't here when you submitted... We, we hadn't gone through the details yet when you submitted this question. It analyzes your video footage, and it, it tells you your controller when to shoot. 
you know the cat and mouse game of cheat versus anti-cheat software is so fascinating oh it's crazy because it's it's not going to stop anytime soon look especially because there's money to be made you know they wouldn't do that because a slim chance they hit someone not cheating no no you you would you would only do it to people you know 100% have 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 been using the cheat software you'd you'd see the signal on the controller and know you know what i mean lono is secretly the punisher the punisher and dexter are some of my favorite characters because i don't know i think we all sense that need we need somebody to write the scales in the background <laughs> we do <laughs> I would love to do it. If they could find a way to implement a hardware ban, would it have to be built into the console? Or would you think they could update it to the console? Yeah, I mean, they would just do it to the console. They would What they would essentially do is that serial number would get bricked. So, like, anytime it would try to get online, it'd be like, nope, you can't. You don't have access to online services anymore, ever, on this console. Meaning, can't download games, can't buy games, you can't go online. You know, now obviously you could reset it to factory defaults, and if it has a disk drive, I guess you could get the disks and install non-updated games and play them. But as soon as that thing hops online, their network would detect your serial and be like, "Nope, this console can't do anything." Like these consoles rely so much on being on the internet at least for a moment to update, to get updates, to download games. I mean, goodness gracious, there's digital versions of these consoles. They don't even have disk drives. You know what I mean? A lot of brick consoles going to end up on eBay. Oh yeah. People that cheat always update their cheats to get around every patch the manufacturer puts out to stop it. You never permanently shut them down. Yeah. And and on uh, on on uh, consoles, they have an easier time, I think, shutting these guys down because it, that's it. You, it's it's going to be significantly. I would think it'd be significantly harder to spoof your hardware on a console. You know what I mean? Imagine the feeling of buying a cheap PS5 on eBay only to find it bricked. Well, I mean, you'd you'd be able to get your money back. I would think you'd have to go through eBay though. Now, someone's saying, is it legal to do that? I actually don't know how that works. When you buy a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, you create an account and go on. I think you agree to a EULA. You agree to a license agreement that means you can't be doing that kind of nonsense. They can restrict your access to all their online services. Like, they wouldn't necessarily have to brick it so it doesn't work. They'd be like, no, this this console can no longer access our network services, meaning it can't do anything. Right? It can't do anything. So, sure, they can't break the hardware that you bought, but they can make it as good as a paperweight. They can be like, yeah, you can't download any updates. Can't play anything online. If it's got a disk drive, sure. You can get a game and install it, but if it needs to download updates, it's not going to be able to. So enjoy your non-patched version of Cyberpunk or whatever the frick you bought. You know what I mean? It wouldn't. It would. That that'd be the end of it. They wouldn't be able to do anything. They'd be stuck. Depends on the forms of cheating you do, whether it's legal or not. Once money's involved in any way, it's illegal. Yeah. 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 
Hey, if you're new and enjoying all the various gaming news subjects that we're covering, this is kind of like a background radio show gaming news channel throughout the week that you can interact with. Hit subscribe and the bell button. If you have not hit subscribe yet today, subscribing is free. It allows you to talk in chat. If you want to submit a question and have it show up on the screen, you don't have to do a super chat or a tip. You just need to be a paying member. They start at $5 a month. You can use the join command or the join button. The next question comes from Fett. And this one's about Assassin's Creed. With Assassin's Creed going live service route, do you expect it'll include multiplayer with custom assassins, or do you think it will remain single player only? This is a good question, because honestly, I think it's going to have to have both. Right? It'd be weird for them to be like, it's a live ongoing game, evolving, and this and that and the other. And you only can play single player now I think people would get behind that (coughs) excuse me they already are getting behind it they're doing it on uh, Valhalla people already are doing it on Valhalla supporting it buying the content playing it enjoying it I think they had great success you know what I mean they had great success with Assassin's Creed Odyssey I think they decided to do it again and I think that in, in the grand scheme of things, there's a couple of ways this could work. And I, I actually have some ideas um, on how they could do this. I do. I, I, I think there's a variety of ways that they could approach this. Um, because if you only go single player, I think a lot of people will say, then what's the point? You know, there are a lot of people that would say that. They're like, well, then what's the point uh, of even doing it? Why would I, why would I bother? Um... And I also think there's the element of people like to be seen. Um, people like to be seen. People like to have their character and all the stuff that they're doing. And, and people like to play together. You know? People like to play together. So it, I think it'd be a mixture of both. If you saw that Robin Hood game, I bet you they could take a, a page out of that. Um, they could take a page out of, of the Robin Hood game and give you the opportunity to like play with your buddies and do raids and stuff. You know? Let me tell you what I think. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about AC Infinity, Assassin's Creed Infinity, the live service versions of Assassin's Creed that's coming and has been announced. If you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe, the bell button, and the like button. That way you don't miss my uploads. Now, we were discussing this live on my stream with Q&A, and we were asked the question, you know, how do you think they could do this? So I have a variety of things I want to talk about in this video. Number one, I want to talk about how I think Valhalla was a test. Number two, how live service can work. Like, how much could, how could they make it work in Assassin's Creed? And lastly, is this too much of a good thing? Okay, so this was reported by uh, Xfire. Assassin's Creed Infinity is the code name for Ubisoft's upcoming early in development project. Now, we theorized that this was coming, and we called it Assassin's Creed Generations, and we had all these cool ideas about how you could play the different assassins throughout the generations and different weapons and abilities and everything else. Now, according to this report from X-Fire, Bloomberg was the first to report on the details about Assassin's Creed Infinity on Wednesday, July the 7th. Later on, in the same day, Ubisoft confirmed that Assassin's Creed Infinity is in the works. The French video game company describes Infinity as part of its new, quote, collaborative cross-studio structure between two studios, specifically Ubisoft Quebec 
and Ubisoft Montreal. Ubisoft claims that this is collaboration will help guide, grow, evolve, and define the overall future of Assassin's Creed. So they're confirming not only that this is indeed coming, but they have two studios working on it, which this sounds sort of familiar. This sounds like what they did with Call of Duty recently. They're going to put a bunch of studios on Call of Duty. Why? Because it's so successful. So Assassin's Creed Odyssey introduced live service features. Valhalla continues to, and it's been so successful. More than likely, they're like, listen, we got to put a lot of people on this. Now, Ubisoft's own statement, this is from Xfire, has shed light on the details on uh, Infinity. So there's not a lot of there's not a lot here that just they just kind of shed light on it and said, hey, this is this is true, this is coming. However, Bloomberg's report claims that Infinity will be a live service game and describes it as something that will continue to grow and evolve post-launch. Ubisoft spokesperson told Bloomberg that the goal is to exceed the expectations of fans who've been asking for a more cohesive approach. Now They've confirmed it, and Bloomberg's saying, according to like, hey, listen, this is going to be live service. So first, let's just talk about Valhalla as a test. During E3, during their Ubisoft Forward presentation, Ubisoft's like, look, we're going to invest an entire other year in Valhalla. We're not done with it, which they're breaking from that, hey, we're going to do an Assassin's Creed every year or two years or whatever. And they already kind of did that with Odyssey. They also indicated they were going to have story focus with more things going on with Odin. Now, when they said that, a lot of people didn't pick up on it, but I picked up on it. And then Creature, my producer, was like, listen, I think this is huge news. I think they're making it pretty clear that this is something that they're going to start doing with the franchise and they're starting with Valhalla and then I started theorizing Valhalla is just a test they're testing what works and what can get longevity and I think you can see that in the way they've structured the content so if you haven't checked out AC Valhalla they have Siege of Paris DLC is soon to be out and Wrath of the Druids has already launched and so you can jump in right now enjoy the game, get up to speed, and get ready for whatever they have planned for next year, and I'm sure that means that they will then be, you know, using that as their their sort of gap between when they finally launch whatever Infinity ends up being called. Now, how could a live service work? The question that was asked was, is it going to have online multiplayer, or is it going to be purely single player? First and foremost, I I think you need both. I do. I think if people are going to truly consider it as a live service game, and as a game that they want to play ongoing, you have to have that online element where your buddies can see your character or you can go and do raids like that you do in Valhalla together. If you've seen that game that's like a Robin Hood game, Hoods and Thieves or whatever it's called, you can have that sort of element where you go and play with your buddies. You know, they did that in Ghost of Tsushima. But then you can also have a lot of primarily single-player driven content as well. You could do a bit of a mismatch. Now... Thinning out the map at launch could be another huge benefit to live service. One of the main complaints of Assassin's Creed is there's just way too much to do. The map is so full, it's busting at the seams. Can, Can we thin this out? Well, you could thin it out at launch. Make it a little bit more accessible. Make it more enjoyable for the completionists and the people that are looking to do everything. Well, then they would know more is on the way and you would take that substance. It would basically be a way to sensibly stretch out so much of the abundance and substance that tends to be a point of criticism of Assassin's Creed games when they launch, and you could make this essentially be the full map, and the full breadth, depth, and substance would get there, but it would take like a year or two, and that would feel very, very good as a player, you'd feel very accomplished, and it wouldn't feel so insane at the launch. Lastly, let's talk about too much of a good thing. 
this is going to be something that we're going to start to hear a lot is is everything just going to be live service now is everything going to become a live service game you know can every game translate into live service and while i think that is a a totally fair criticism and question to posit i think the real question is does it make games more enjoyable long term and do we get more money out of them and do they get more money out of us right do we get more for our money and do they get more money for us ultimately that's the question is if it translates well and we get more content for our money and they get more money from us that's a healthy relationship if it turns into a squeeze where substance and content is thin and light and they're just trying to nickel and dime and monetize everything that's not going to work personally i think there's a perfect check and balance in place with supply and demand if a live service game isn't supplying the goods there'll be no demand for it and it'll ultimately fail and flop Live service games are only successful if they have people playing them and paying for them. Other than that, it's not going to work. So we'll obviously wait and see and cover this anytime there's more information on it. If you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on that. That's my thoughts on that. To answer to answer your question with a video, Fet, um, that's my thoughts on how they how they could do it. I, you know, and is it going to be too much of a good thing? Well, we'll have to wait and see. You know, and I hope you guys like this new format. By the way, uh, we we're 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 still doing essentially the same thing, but we've essentially allowed Q and A to take part throughout the entire stream, and then when it makes right when it when it makes sense i'm going to record my segments right don't mean to make you read the whole thing was wondering uh as soon as the console starts breaking the only ones that lose is the manufacturer due to bad press well yeah not only that but they lose money from that person you know what i mean fed gets a whole video for his response that's right <laughs> uh now listen we have a lot more questions. We have a lot more questions. I am enjoying uh, this format very, very much. Okay. Um, if you don't believe what Lono said, just remember Anthem. That's right. That's right. Live service games don't go anywhere if you don't have a player base. If you don't have a player base, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, it's going to be too thin. It's going to, oh, they're just going to, they're just going to take advantage of us. Blah blah blah. No. Patrick, I saw your tip. It was during my recording. You the man, Patrick. A $5 tip. Instead of hacking consoles, we should hack the planet. It's my man. I believe it. Hack the planet. Hack the Gibson. (laughs) I think the new format's amazing. Listen, you guys can have confidence in knowing that, oh, I don't care about Assassin's Creed. I care about cheating. I don't care about Elden Ring. I want to debate the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut pricing. Well, show up and submit questions. You don't have to be interested in the meat and the main topic anymore. There's four. And Q&A is the backdrop throughout the entire stream. So click join, become a member, and drive the conversation where you want it to go. You know what I mean? New format's working for me. I often like to wait to hear you speak on things before I post a question. I don't want to ask something you're planning on, uh, you're planning to cover. Yeah, yeah, this makes it more uh, organic. So if you're enjoying the show and you're new, remember to hit subscribe, the bell button, and the like button. Uh, and hopefully 
we're meeting some new folks today we're not sure about the thumbnail I think the format's great I love this format I think it I think it flows much better um, but we're not sure about the thumbnail with respect to conversion so yeah we're getting a very low suggested and we're not getting anything on search so we might want to consider doing something different with the thumbnail because what I'm concerned is if anybody is searching for these four subjects the thumbnail it doesn't necessarily communicate what we're doing so we might switch it you know but the format's brilliant I think this format's working very very well but we want to meet new people we think new people will dig this it's 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 something that you don't find in a lot of places on YouTube and we think we've got a really really good way of doing it um so uh oh creature thinks it's the title it could be the title that's part of the problem is when you're doing variety coverage we could use the description to put those keywords in maybe and have a, a, a different title we'll, we'll play with it we'll play with it I'm enjoying the format I feel good if the numbers are low and the suggest is low we'll figure that out on the back end that doesn't concern you guys that's something we gotta figure out pit viper with a five dollar says I like this format everybody likes a format tip five dollars or become a member right now uh that that's that's how we want to that's that's our poll that's how you can vote against against or for this format <laughs> i'm just kidding um the title is a word salad yeah we got to figure that out Th- that's part of the problem is youtube's not necessarily built for a variety show that covers like four different things um so uh, I hate coming in asking a question or something that's already you already plan on covering. I'd rather pick your mind and have you elaborate on key points. Right. And if these are the four topics of the day, yeah, you just come in and submit your question. You know what I mean? Elden Ring has blessed us. Uh, there are many 75 to 85% discounts on Bandai Namco games, including Code Vein, uh, the Tales of series, Dark Souls 3, Dark Souls 2. Uh, on Steam, 50% discount on Sekiro as well. Two hours left of the sale. Well, thanks for stopping by. Elden Ring has blessed us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they, everybody's excited about that game, so they're doing a big sale. You know what I mean? We learned that 46% of the community are freeloaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to take the Ghost of Tsushima poll, it's at the top of chat. Listen, we got a lot of questions still to get through. We're only halfway through the show. $5 from Distorted says the format plays. Thank you very much. We will not be able, we will not be able to do the, uh, the cover the state of play tonight. We'll cover it tomorrow. I got therapy and then a date with my wife. So would stealing this format for your thumbnail and able to do it much more work. Oh yeah. That's really clean. Sinos. We should tuck that away creature. Then we could put more text on the screen. Maybe. We know we need imagery and text, and today's image just lacks. It's got good imagery, but no text. So, that and title. We'll, we'll keep brainstorming. I think that the format is great today. Captain Toasty Buns with the $5 says tip. Distorted with the $5 says the format plays. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely some things we could start to do to... Um, Especially if it's only four topics, that thumbnail, that thing that Sinnoh's just put in the Discord would really play. Creature's got something he's working on, so hopefully he's, uh, um, yeah. Hopefully therapy is after the date. No, 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 therapy's before the date. (laughs) So, 
we'll figure it out we'll figure it out we got more questions and more things to discuss so if you haven't clicked subscribe yet do that if you haven't clicked the like button yet do that uh, if you've been considering becoming a member you got more motivation to do it now because we do Q&A the whole time instead of just at the very very end I joined for Lono Bald yeah you can also get the Lono Bald emote which is that's plenty of reason uh, to subscribe right there so uh, I'm going to quickly go upstairs and uh, use the restroom and run some ads we don't run a lot of ads on the channel uh, and uh, that is a great way to support um, is to periodically do that and uh, yeah so I'll be right back you guys are the absolute best and I will uh, I'll see you in just one minute Okay. I am back. Thank you guys so much for waiting. Okay. Still not paying you enough, if I'm honest. Oh, you're talking about the chair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's the streamer been treating you lately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the questions that you guys have submitted. Sean's is on screen right now. Um, 
more cheating here. How do you think the various game devs are going to counter cheating if this thing is going live? What recourse the devs and players have? I don't know. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I don't even know if this is something that the devs can do. Because... In, I, I guess the the only thing you could do is start to run something server side and you know what I mean start to run something server side that's like scanning their behavior I don't know how else you would do it because if you have dedicated servers I mean there are things available to you that you could you could try you know what I mean um I think that's I think that's one of the challenges. It's like usually usually this is kind of how it goes is a game launches and they're like, okay, here's our anti-cheat. Here's our anti-cheat. And they put anti-cheat out, it installs, it updates, it scans, and it tries to find, prevent, stop, and enforce ban or restriction on people who are running a cheat. Okay. That's pretty much it. Alright. The only thing you could do in this case, since you you can't install something on the Xbox that could be scanning for cheats because the cheats aren't running on the Xbox. Does that make sense? Like the cheats aren't running on the Xbox. They're running on they're running on the, 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 the person's PC that's scanning their gameplay. So you'd have to run something server side that like finds anomalous behavior. You know? That's that's what I would that that's what I would think they'd have to do. You'd have you'd have to say these these things right here, this target acquisition, this aiming, this this accuracy rating, this kill ratio whatever triggers some kind of a monitor or something. So you would be able to then say, "Hey, this person clearly is doing something that's wrong." Now, that's only step 1 by the way. Step two would be, okay, now that we have somebody that we think is doing something suspicious, let us then do what? Run a series of checks, monitor their behavior for a week, okay? You'd have to check a lot of bases if you're going to brick someone's console or completely ban them from your services. Like if Microsoft or Sony are going to say, nope, you're done. You can know now if the game developer does it, that's different. You would want to hand that over to Microsoft and Sony, though. They'd want to say, "Look, we banned this person for cheating," and Microsoft and Sony would be like, "Okay, this is your first warning. Maybe they got it wrong. Maybe they didn't. We're gonna we're gonna count this as a warning. You don't have access to that game anymore. You got banned from it. That's that's warning number one. If it happens again, that's like a perma ban from their platform." Because Microsoft and Sony, you have to know what they're going to be saying in the background. Well, these people spend money. And sure, it it, it hurts these various games and it makes people angry, but if you start perma-banning all these people from our platform, I mean, you're going to run the risk of losing a lot of money, and that's the ultimate question for these companies, which is a greater threat to the bottom line. I would think long-term, you know permabanning you don't have to permaban a cheater to clean up the experience of other players 
Does that make sense? Like you can clean up the experience of the, of legitimate players by enforcing restrictions and bans without perma banning somebody from the Sony network or from the Microsoft platform. Does that make sense? Like they could still be giving you money. They could still be a Game Pass subscriber or a PlayStation subscriber and you're in the, you're all but you're also cleaning up you know, you're also cleaning up the, the, the experience for legitimate players. Because if you don't clean up the experience for legitimate players, they might play less, buy less, engage less, and that's bad for your platform. That's bad for your user experience. And then you're going to end up losing money long term. You need to be 100% sure they're breaking the EULA before you brick a $540 console. Right. Right. You know. Or, or you don't even, br- you don't even have to brick it. You just say you don't have access to our online services anymore. You, you don't. You know, you want to create another account and sign up for more PlayStation Plus or more Microsoft or whatever? Sure, go right ahead. It's going to cost you money. Give me another subscription fee, you know. Next question from Ashen. How do you feel about invasion systems in Dark Souls games? So this is kind of falling under the realm of Elden Ring details. I mean, listen, I've played Watch Dogs. I've played games like this before. I don't like it. Leave me alone. You know, I would disable it. I would. I, I, I Disruption is, you know, we went round and round in the past about why Gambit's terrible and why I hate Gambit in Destiny, right? And the, the, the thing that I always came back to was, it was very, very simple. It's disruptive. I'm just trying to do A, B, and C, and you keep messing with me. Stop it. Like, leave me alone, right? And I think that is one of the main reasons why in a game like Watch Dogs or in a game like, you know, a From Software game, I would just turn that crap off. I don't want to be messed with. Now, some people might dig it. Some people might be like, I actually think it's really, really dope. You know, I think it's cool or whatever. And, you know, more power to them, you know, more power to them. But I would think that long term you you would you would wanna you would wanna steer away from that if you're just trying to enjoy the game. If you're if you know short term, sure, turn it on, have some fun, let some people invade you. Long term, I think eventually people turn that kind of stuff off. They're like, I just wanna be left alone. Get the frick out of here. You know what I'm saying? That that's what I think. Um, you know, it, 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 by and by and large, this is this is something we've talked about a lot with like Sea of Thieves and stuff. I think, in the grand scheme of things, that stuff, the veneer of that, I think wears off really, really quickly. I think the veneer wears off really, really quickly. Messing with people, griefing people, um, you know, I, I don't think it lasts. I think it's fun for a little while, but eventually, like, what are you going to do? You just gonna keep bullying people? Now, it's a little bit different in a game like that because there might be some skill involved and it's fun to face off against other players. You know what I mean? Weezy says, if anyone's playing Elden Ring on PC, just know I'll be invading you. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you, I, we, we all know, Weezy, you've not tried to hide the fact that you're griefing scum. You've been very open about that, you know? You're griefing scum. It's okay. I mean, you know, everybody has their flaws. I have mine. I'm, I'm narcissistic, and you know, I, I, I'm very self-absorbed, and uh, and and I'm I'm deeply flawed. But I'm not a griefing piece of scum. You know, 
you're a grieving piece of scum and you own it and wear the badge. <laughs> you know, and that's fine. That's fine. I, I would never do that. I don't I don't like that element in games. I really, really don't. So since you're asking about invading, let's let's talk about the Elden Ring new details. Okay. Elden Ring gameplay details uh, have kind of emerged and let's let's do a quick let's do a quick video on it. Alright? Because this just this just kind of came out. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's about new Elden Ring gameplay details that were discovered on the website uh, by somebody on Twitter. If you like these short gaming news videos, be sure to hit the subscribe and the bell button uh, and the like button if you like my videos and you want more of them. Uh, This came from Xfire, and that's a site that we kind of use for gaming news sometimes. And Elden Ring's latest information dump comes from Bandai Namco, okay? It did not come with much fanfare. They didn't do a post. They didn't do anything like that. It was not until eagle-eyed observers pointed out the changes that people started to notice on the official website page of Elden Ring when it got updated. So they didn't put out a video or a post on this. Now, obviously, we're, we're anxiously awaiting for more info, more gameplay, because the game is beautiful. We got the debut trailer playing right here. I, I really can't wait to play this game. I'm actually gonna gonna try to get better at From Software games leading up to this game because I think it looks fabulous. But but if you head over right now, uh, again this is from Xfire. If you head over to the official Elden Ring website page right now, you can see that Bandai Namco has revealed more information about what to expect from Elden Ring, including its lore, its combat system, as well as its environments. One of the biggest reveals from the updated webpage shows that players can use quote the environment, the weather, and time of day in combat with dozens of skills available. If we were to hazard a guess, this looks like a lot of the combat system that a From Software uses in one of its other titles, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Now, this ties in well with some of the commentary that we've done before. We did a big debate about easy mode. Reviewers ask for easy mode. People ask for difficulty settings in games like this. And there was commentary from one of the developers about, listen, this is going to be a very approachable game. There's going to be things you can do to make the fights easier. There's going to be things you can do to sort of meet the combat on the battlefield. Some of that's going to come in the way of skills and doing things with your character. But according to this, you're also going to be able to use the environment, weather, and time of day as well that might help the battle either go your way or not go your way, depending on what you try. Now the page... More from the report. The page also notes that Elden Ring will have a mix of hostile and friendly non-playable characters. The NPCs are specifically described as mad or hostile, while others may have answers for you if you help them. We can also confirm that Elden Ring will have magic, or at least in its game, it'll have an equivalency in the game. Uh, the use of arcane spells in Elden Ring could be similar to magic system that you see in From Software like Dark Souls and others. So that's another way that you're possibly going to be able to make these fights go a little bit more uh, in your favor. I remember in Sekiro fighting the drunkard and I doused him in fire or something. I remember taking a ton of the drunkard's health down, not even using uh, my sword, not once. And people were like, wow, I never thought to do that. So there are elements to these games where if you kind of stack up and stock up on certain things, you can make the fight go a little bit your way. Uh, and that might be one of the things that you're going to see in Elden Ring. You'll see those videos come out like easy guide to so-and-so boss. I would not be surprised if there's a big, big avenue of content like that on YouTube after the game launches. 
Lastly, from the report, more importantly, this might have something to do with earlier comments from Hidetaka Miyazaki, the game's director, talked about how there will be multiple ways to approach situations in Elden Ring. He added that this will help make it easier to manage the difficulty of Elden Ring compared to other From Software games. So, they're not adding difficulty spectrum, and they're not adding an easy mode, but what they are adding are avenues and ways for you to customize your approach and your combat, your build, your magic, time of day, and weather to maybe make some of these fights a little bit easier. If you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button and the like button, and I will see you in the next video. Yo, what's good, Finn Freak? How are you, man? Do 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 do. All right, back to Q and A. Back to Q and A. We're doing Q and A all throughout the uh, the show now. Uh, Prophecy says, "Is cheating going to be as bad as PC?" I don't think so. I don't think so. A couple of reasons why, right? A uh, couple of reasons why. I think cheating on a, on a PC is just easier. Um, I think it's easier. I think it's more approachable. Um, you know, I do. I think it's easier. I think this is going to be a little bit harder for people to pull off. They're going to have to get a capture card, run the software on their PC. Like how many people are set up with a console that can be close to a PC. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be some barrier of, of, of entry. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's going to be as bad as PC. No. Greenside says, how is it that cheats could be undetectable? I thought Xbox and PS5 have DRM. Uh, if you were here earlier, Greenside, it's because the cheats will not be running native on the console. They'll be running on a PC that's analyzing the gameplay and telling the controller when to shoot. It's hard to detect that. Uh, it's, it is. It's hard to detect that. Because that's not something that they can scan for. The only thing they can do, the only thing they can do is say, oh, you know, this person's behavior, accuracy, aim, target acquisition, time, whatever, is unnatural. And that's something they'd have to detect server-side. That's not something PS5 and Xbox can detect, by the way. They're not going to have individual, you know, algorithmic scans that say, well, this person's playing Call of Duty, this person's playing Fortnite, and they're kill-death and you know, target acquisition timing and, and you know, accuracy rating is too high. That's not something that the, the, the actual console platforms can detect and, and care about. There's no way. But, you know, Fortnite could say, hey, um, this person's controller behavior doesn't seem natural. We're going to monitor their behavior for the next seven days. And if we see a percentage of... Uh, kills, engagements, movement or shooting or whatever that we find to be in in a in a in a suspicious category, the higher that percentage goes, the more likelihood we're going to confirm that this person needs to be banned, you know. One of the things that unironically squash future cheating is the forcing of secure boot aka only Windows 11 and hardware bans. Uh, that's a literal you're screwed in the PC world if companies want to. Right. That'd be amazing if they start doing that. <laughs> you know, really bring the hammer down on these guys. You know, here's here's the big dilemma with cheating. If you you got to be aggressive, but you can be too aggressive. Right? Parents know this. 
if you want your kid to stop doing something, okay, sometimes you can be pretty aggressive, and it can be unpleasant to take something away from them, right? It's something, it's something I really struggle with. I really struggle with it. I don't want to take something away from them, like reading to them at night. I read Redwall to them every night. They like to extend bedtime. I start getting frustrated. I've got stuff I need to take care of. Can you guys just sit down and be quiet? Now, if I'm too aggressive, then they'll 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 have you know they'll have a uh, an adverse response to that. It might make them angry. It might make them more rebellious. It might make them, um, you know, not have great memories of their dad. <laughs> but I still need to be aggressive and I need to be firm and say, listen, if 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 I have to say if I have to say sit down and be quiet in the middle of this chapter, I'm just going to shut the book and you guys are going to bed. Right. If you're too aggressive though, you you ruin you ruin the the relationship. And this can happen in cheating, right? If they're too aggressive, you're going to have false bans, false positives, you know. Or if they're like Bungie, they'll just ban somebody because they feel like it and make vague subtweets about people breaking TOS. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I never bro- I never broke TOS, and they just banned me, right? That's abuse of power. That, that, that's, that's a form of abuse, right? To, to use your power to, to, to ban somebody without reason, right? You'll never, see an, you'll never see them say anything publicly about that. You never will. Because there is no record of any TOS breaking. It's all, it's all lies and, and power abuse. You go too far, you go too aggressive, and you're going to upset your player base. Hey, man, what's with all these false bans, man? What's going on? People are getting banned for nothing. What is happening? You're being too aggressive but at the same time right at the same time if you're not aggressive enough what are you gonna do <laughs> what do you do you're gonna just let you're gonna let the, the 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 inmates run the asylum you know you you it's it's a fine line it's such a fine line to walk if you lack firmness and aggression the inmates will run the asylum the children will be running the home You've been in homes. You've seen the you've seen the families at the grocery store where the inmates are running the asylum. You've seen it. It's awful. It's terrible. And it's actually bad for the kids. And and the same thing happens with games. Once the inmates start to run the asylum, it's bad for everybody. You know? So I I don't necessarily know what the right answer is other than you need to have systems in place where you 100% are certain you're banning a cheater and then just bring the hammer down as hard as you possibly can. Permanently. Permanently. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, I, I, don't, I don't know how you're supposed to approach a situation like this without having, without having that in place. You're just going to get your game ruined by people. Uh, Zinthos, is this new undetectable cheat already out in circulation? If not, when could we start seeing it occur more frequently? I be- isn't it out? I don't, I don't know. I think it's out and available right now. That's going to be the big that's going to be the big dilemma and the big challenge is finding it and then and then potentially trying to get, the, get, get it shut down. Whether you send a cease and desist or or something else. You know? There's a variety there's a variety of ways to approach a situation and if this company gains popularity 
That happened with one of the anti- two of the anti-cheat companies that happened with. They got super popular, and then the companies went after them legally and shut them down. You know. So that's the ultimate question here. You know, are they, if it gets popular enough, and then once it gets in circulation, you go shut it down. And a lot of these cheap companies run on a subscription. They run on a subscription. So you're, you're, you're dealing with, you know, uh, you're dealing with a, a service that would stop working if they go after them. But then what happens is, is they outsource the code. Somebody else makes it. Somebody else starts distributing. It's cheap whack-a-mole. You know, it's like one cheap crops up, wham. Another one crops up, wham. And this is why really, really good front-facing anti-cheat is so helpful. You know. Uh, Dracus Pander says, Johns are prosecuted for doing this and this or prosecuted for possession. Why can't cheat users be prosecuted for supporting companies who damage legit companies? Um, man, I'm trying to think of how to square this. Well, because in those certain situations, those things have been deemed illegal or criminal, which that's a whole discussion about should some of that stuff be decriminalized. Uh, we're not going down that road, but if you determine that something is criminal, like a criminal enterprise... Uh, let's say a heroin dealer or something, and you support that enterprise, you're supporting something that is criminal. In this case, it's not criminal uh, and not against the law to create a cheat. They're civilly, it's civilly actionable, meaning it's a civil suit. You're hurting my product. You're hurting my brand, right? This is one of the reasons that, that Twitter is 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 going to change over the next couple of years. Why? Because people do it every day. They did it to me last summer. They do things that are civilly actionable. They brigade against a business with the intent to harm the business. You, you can't do that, right? Now, if you want to boycott a business and try to motivate other people to boycott a business, there are ways for you to do that. But if you try to disrupt a business, attack it, slander it, defame it, and brigade for others to then stop working with that business or hurt that business's, you know, relations with other businesses and you push for it, okay? That's not the same as saying boycott, you know, boycott this burger company because of what they do to these cows, okay? That's not the same as brigading for that business to be shut down and have its relationships tarnished and ruined and spreading falsehood about that. You see what I'm saying? So, in 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 this case, you're, that's that's civilly actionable. It's not a criminal offense to 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 to, to do targeted business disruption, but it's civilly actionable. You could say, brother, you 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 just damaged my business. What are you doing? And in this case. That's what the cheat distribution companies are doing. They're damaging a product and they're profiting from it. Kind of like what people did to me, right? They're profiting from damaging someone else. They gloated about it. So it's not, there's a difference between something being criminal and then you get prosecuted and something being civilly actionable. And then when it's civilly actionable, that requires that person to pay legal fees in order to do it. Like when. When these companies went after, what was it, Gator? Gator Aim or whatever the frick the one was called? 
I mean, they 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 had to spend a lot of money to do that. Now they have they have lawyers on retainer. You know, they have corporate attorneys. They have people to handle that sort of thing. So it's not like it's cost them an arm and a leg, like it would have cost me. I mean, I'd have gone bankrupt if I tried to do anything. If I went after one person, I'd have gone bankrupt. It's just too expensive. But for companies that size, that's the that's the cost benefit analysis they have to do. Are we going to spend this money, and and the cost of it is worth the benefit of shutting down this company? Yeah, there was Perfect Aim, and then there was Gator Cheats. I think both of them got cease and desists, but I'm pretty sure Gator Cheats actually got sued. One of them got a cease and desist, and another got uh, got actually like sued. There was actual litigation that may have just didn't go anywhere, but it looked like it was. I mean, well, they were suing them. Um, cheating while it may be civilly actionable is not cost effective for companies to pursue action against every cheater. That's the other element of this. Like, cost-benefit analysis. Are you going to sue little Billy for running cheats? No, you're not going to gain money for him. You're literally just going to throw money in the toilet. You know what I'm saying? If I would have sued people that ironed in a year on purple what they made in a... like Like, I earned in a month what they made in a year. And I'm not being, I'm not gloating or being, or being a jerk. That's just the facts. All you gotta do is add up sub counts and view counts and do a couple of quick little tricks of arithmetic. And it's like, I, I made your, your annual earning in a month, right? Why would I sue you? <laughs> like, you don't, you don't have any money. You don't have anything. Like, you don't have any assets. You don't have any income. What am I gonna get, right? If, if you start suing everybody that cheats, you're just going to be throwing money literally in the trash. You're not going to gain money from these kids, from these people. You're not. Now, you could do it to really strike fear into people. I remember there was a, there was a, a, um, a YouTuber who Epic had to file an injunction because they requested him taking down his video. Right? They were like, oh, you, you need to take down this video. It was promoting cheats and showing people how to use them and download them. And they requested that the video come down. And the kid ignored them. They had requested, I think, two or three, twi- two or three times that the video be taken down. And what happened? Well, they eventually had to file an injunction. People were like, oh, Epic is suing a kid. No, that was their only recourse. Their only recourse to shutting down the vid was basically being like, listen, dude, we got to take you to court now. You know, we'd take the video down, right? So it's super rare for a company to feel like it's worth the time, effort, and what could be construed as bad PR, like suing a kid, you know, multi-billion dollar corporation taking a 13-year-old to trial looks kind of dumb. So, don't they usually just send cease and desist to cheat companies? I, they sent a cease and desist to Perfect Aim. I don't know what they did with Gator Cheats. I thought Gator Cheats actually had two companies going in together, and and they were suing the company. It was it wasn't just Bungie. It wasn't just Bungie. They were they were it was Bungie and somebody else. Was it Riot? Was it? I forget who it was. They were there was two. It was it was two companies going after Gator Cheats. And I think Gator Cheats just shut the whole thing down and were like, yeah, we're not interested in this. And then that was the end of it. I mean, they were making lots of money. So conceivably, they they could have went after them for money. Hey, somebody ordered coffee about 20 minutes ago. Two bags to Toasty Notes. Thank you so much. My wife will get those orders processed tonight. 
The law required them to file against the kid or lose the ability to go against others. Yeah, yeah, it was like, we have to. Yeah, that's exactly right. In the in the Fortnite uh, cheating video situation. They, they didn't have much of a choice. And that all got flipped around and turned into like, Epic is suing a kid. And it was like, no. We need 26 more likes for 400 likes, guys. Smash that like button if you're enjoying the day. Gator Cheats shuts down indefinitely after the Bungie Riot lawsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. It was Bungie and Riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a lot. They they filed a suit against them. Yep. Uh, The real King Salty. Do you think it is feasible for companies like Microsoft and Sony to embed a sort of AI monitoring system on consoles? Something that could in turn passively observe player behaviors to detect suspicious player patterns in background of offline of online games. I mean, this is fight fire with fire, right? Super excited to finally try it. It's definitely been uh, talked up here. I'm so man, I'm I really appreciate the support that you guys have thrown at um, both 80s T's and using my code on 80s T's and the coffee is really exciting. We're in conversations with a couple of sponsors right now and trying to and trying to negotiate. So we're hoping we have some more stuff and some more good announcements soon for you guys uh, and more things for you to support if uh, if if you want. Uh, so we're we're hopeful. We're hopeful. 80s Tees has been a great relationship and the coffee has just been awesome. I'm actually really interested to see how well the the, the dark roast does. I'm actually very curious about it. So yeah, I mean, this what King Salty's asking about here. I mean, you can fight fire with fire. You can fight fire with fire and say, "Look, we are uh, we're going to start to have a learning piece of software that detects anomalous behavior, and if we detect enough of it, we are going to uh, temporarily suspend your account." You know temporarily suspend the account and then I mean I don't know I don't, like I don't know what the process is after that though the coffee's amazing so it's hard to do anything but support it I I really do I appreciate that we're working on getting subscriptions going so you guys could like subscribe to it and have it always coming uh, we're, we're waiting to make sure we have plenty on hand before we start doing that <laughs> so that like subscribers don't have to wait too long you know when they re-up we're working on the logistics of that so so, uh, yeah, I mean, Salty, this is certainly a, p- a possibility. Uh, top Reply says, Do you think AC can land the co-op material they overhyped Unity for its co-op play and it was a flop? Possibly the worst AC in my opinion. I heard AC Unity got better later after some patches, but yeah. Yeah, we touched on this in my video. How could you do um, how could you do a live service? you know and and there's that was it hoods and outlaws or whatever it was called the the robin hood game where you're like raiding with like three or four people and then they did something similar with the co-op in ghost of tsushima they could certainly do content like that in assassin's creed and the raiding in valhalla is is a clear indication that they're experimenting with what a fight would look like if there's like multiple people charging in i'm gonna tell you right now I don't like the rating in Valhalla. I find it to be annoying. It lacks the pristine precision, you know, and the fighting and the finesse and me against the world. It's just clumsy. I don't like it. I think it's clumsy and clunky. It kind of drives me crazy. It's like, what's going on here? You know, um, AC Unity wasn't as bad as AC3. It was a low point. AC4 was the upturn. 
Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of the times, I think a lot of the times, that's always going to be the the question is with Assassin's Creed. What's their goal? Like, what do they want to do? What are they trying to make? And I think a lot of the times, that's where things fall into a opinion category. Because some people think certain Assassin's Creed's were great, and others, you know, not so great. And it really comes down to, you know, what did you want them to do with Assassin's Creed? I like the one in London. I thought Syndicate was great, but a lot of people hated Syndicate. I thought it was cool. I thought they did a lot of innovative stuff with the train and everything else, you know? You liked AC3? What do people not like about it? I think it was the it was a, it was a huge change in the combat system, and people really turned on it. I remember people telling me they hated AC3. I had it in the shrink wrap, but I never opened it. You know, just never opened it. Uh, another one about cheating from Murph Dog. Maybe instead of breaking consoles, if someone is caught cheating, they instead are matched with only cheaters. I love this. I do. I love this, but I think this. Um, this is this is difficult because it requires like a whole other layer of uh, of coding, net code, algorithm, and all that. They gotta they gotta find the cheaters. They gotta put that they gotta put that in the matchmaking, which can actually hurt matchmaking times because uh, it has to do a check beforehand. Now, if you're permanently marked, then then you're always just matching against cheaters. I suppose that could work, you know. Uh, kind of in the Elden Ring subject. A question from Avery. Now that Sekiro is a thing, do you think From Software goes back to the story only if you want it approach? I don't know. I don't think so. I, you know, just from what we've seen, there, I think there's, too, I think there's too much lore for it to not have a lot of story. Like, I think Elden Ring's going to have a lot of story and a lot of uh, narrative elements. You know, you could, you could potentially say. Yeah, it's there if you want it, but I, I don't know. I have, a, I have a feeling it's going to be a pretty central piece of the game. Why are people so worried about what happens to cheaters? Brick their... Yeah. Yeah. Why dedicate resources to cheaters anyway? Well, one of the reasons that you put cheaters against cheaters is because cheaters can often be very stupid and they won't realize it and it'll take them a while. Maybe they play for two or three weeks before they realize they're only playing against cheaters and now you know the, the the hunter becomes the hunted now the cheaters are getting cheated and then now they've got to make a new account and potentially not just make a new account maybe they need a whole new Xbox or a whole new Playstation like no yeah you were caught cheating we have your we have your serial number that serial number logs into this server regardless of the account you're only going to play against cheaters you know and that sort of contains them. Because if not, if you're constantly banning, 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 especially in free-to-play games, you're always going to run that risk of people just funneling back in on their new accounts. You know, they just they just, they just, just keep coming back in. That's always the risk. That's always the risk of, of, of just going on, the, on a banning tirade, you know? We need 16 more likes to roll the likes over. Let's see it. Captain Toasty Buns says, from a technical standpoint, is there a way to mark cheaters in the pool and put them in their own trash lobbies? Yeah, this is a repeat question, so sorry. Sometimes that's just going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. We, yeah, th- th- this would certainly be a great way to, you know, mess with cheaters, but I, it, it depends on if they even want to do it. 
King Keen says, how does Bandai Namco keep the weather system and the day-night cycles from being chintzy and making boss or enemy encounters, encounters too easy? If there's one thing I can tell you about these games is that if they equip you to, to, to be a little bit stronger or to make engagements a little bit more accessible, I really don't think that you're ever going to walk away and say, oh, it's just too easy. Now, you always get these guys that come in and they want to flex and they want to act like, you know, Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Sekiro, and Demon Souls. Oh, they're easy. It's just a matter of memory. Shut up. They're not easy. You get to a point where you're like Neo and you see the Matrix and they become easier for you. But you're never going to walk away from from one of these games and be like, oh, it's too easy. Just go in the morning when there's a storm and you'll be able to beat this guy. You know, you know, just just use this weather element. Just use this build. You know what I'm saying? No. Hey, George ordered some coffee. Thank you so much, sir. Ordering a bag. I appreciate you, George. Thank you. Uh, didn't see the question. No, you're you're fine. You're fine. That's gonna happen sometimes, Captain Toasty Buns. I mean, we're we're literally doing, you know, Q and A the entire time. You know, dude, playing the piano is so easy for me. I studied it for twelve years. Right. <laughs> Expertise does not mean ease. Does that make sense? I think I think people misinterpret expertise as ease or or oh, this is easy. People would do that all the time in Destiny. It was so frustrating. You'd be helping people in a raid who had never been there before, and people were like, why are they struggling? This is so easy. And it's like, yeah, you've you've run it with the same team for six weeks in a row, so your expertise in the raid, you're interpreting that as it's easy, right? Did you beat it in 30, 45 minutes the first time you played it? No. Why? Because at its core, it's hard. Did you beat these bosses in Sekiro, Dark Souls 3, Demon Souls or whatever, did you beat them with ease your first time around? No. Now, if you played Dark Souls 1 and 2 and 3 up one side and down the other and you go into Elden Ring and you have an easier time, again that's that's just that's that's a finesse, that's an expertise that's, an, that's a familiarity that is giving you an inroad to the game that's going to make you misinterpret it as easy. That started happening with Destiny raids. I mean, you guys know this is true. It got to the point where it was easy for us to kind of solve the puzzles, manage the damage, manage the ads, and do, you know, and do damage cycles. It got to the point where it became easier for us to deduce those things. So what did they do? They, they, do, a, they do a modifier day one so that everybody's, everybody is permanently under a certain level of delta so melting bosses is a whole lot harder and that delta wasn't there I'm, I'm here to tell you those raids would always be beaten under three hours every time because you'd solve the mechanic and you'd melt you can't solve the mechanic and melt when you're under the delta when you cannot exceed certain amounts of power output well does that mean the raids are getting easier no it's just more accessible. You're more familiar. You've played raids in that game for, for five or six years. So if you're familiar with Dark Souls 1 through 3 and Demon Souls and then Elden Ring drops and you're you're finding it more approachable, that's just because you're familiar with it. 
you know what to look for you know how to break down a fight a lot quicker you know how to break down your own weaknesses your own mistakes you know the flow of the uh, the enemy you know I could be wrong, but isn't there a game that does that already? Now that I think about it, there's a difference between something being perceived as easy because of expertise and something actually being mechanically easy. Right. That's right. Like, like what Ashen said, like, oh, dude, playing the piano is a breeze. I've been, you know, I've been, I've been playing for 12 years. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard. You know, they can just sit down and play and play some music. Well, I mean, I, there, of course. Of course, they're they're, they're not. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to struggle to to play or to proceed or whatever. They 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 have the familiarity with the instrument. It's like somebody who is really really good at guitar, going and picking up another guitar or a bass guitar. It's a different instrument. Maybe it maybe it handles slightly differently, but the familiarity they have with one instrument makes that instrument more approachable to them. It doesn't mean it's easy. And my first run-in with Rock Breakers in Horizon yesterday. It did not go well the first free try. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some tough enemies in Horizon. There are. Now, we had a question in chat that we asked. We, we, we posited this question. And uh, 442 people voted on the Ghost of Tsushima question. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Do you agree with the $10 increase for the PS5? And uh, 53% said yes, 47% said no, and that was one of our topics today. One of our topics, and uh, if you want to submit questions about this, you can. We are um, we are at the bottom of the question queue, so if you've submitted a question, or you haven't submitted a question, uh, now would be the time to do that. And I'm going to do a quick little, given that the results now, I'm going to end the poll, I'm going to end the poll results. All right. Now, I'm going to do a new poll, okay? Those of you that made it this far in the uh, in the stream, all right? I want to get a feel for uh, the new format. So the format today was uh, Q&A Q&A uh, throughout the whole stream. Thoughts, all right? <laughs> Thoughts. Uh, love it. Um. Uh, let's see. What do we want to do? I want to get your thoughts on the new format where we did Q and A throughout the entire stream. So, what should we do? Love it, take it or leave it, hate it. Right? We don't want to. I, I take it or leave it's neutral. I don't care about neutral. I'm gonna do love it, hate it. Love it, hate it. I want to see. You know, we're gonna we're gonna make you trick pick between two extremes, right? I had a question, but it was Dark Reli- Alliance. No, no, no. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I don't want to talk about Dark Alliance. Um, I don't want to talk about Dark Alliance. Uh, that, 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 that game... Woof, that game was bad. We, we tried. We tried. Uh, we tried. We really did. New question at the top of chat. Take that poll. Take that poll, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing a, a little video on the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut pricing, uh, and it's 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 being kind of debated. And uh, this will be our last recording for the day, but we still probably have more questions that you guys could submit if you want. 
Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut pricing criticism or the pricing drama. If you're watching this on my SNTR shorts channel, thank you for doing that. Hit subscribe and the bell button and the like button if you like these short videos. You can always check out my live stream link below if you prefer a live stream. So, recently announced was the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. And it's coming with a lot of stuff with respect to new content, new places to go, Ghost of Ikishima, you know, Island, and all of that. Now, there are differences between the PS4 and the PS5 versions. And there are people that are upset about the fact that the PS5 version of the Director's Cut is going to cost $10 more than the PS4 version. Now, the PS5 version comes with uh, the Japanese lip sync in the cutscenes because the Japanese voice actors I think are phenomenal and add a more authentic experience but the lip sync was not lined up with them so they added that they've added haptic feedback for the PS5 controller they're targeting a 4k resolution with a I'm sorry a 4k resolution with a targeted 60 frames per second as well as they did things with the 3d audio and upgrades there as well now those upgrades come in the director's cut and that is costing people $10 more, and they're pretty upset about it. Now, PlayStation PlayStation Lifestyle reported on this. So, when the PS5 version was seen to be $10 more, I think it makes sense to me, okay? To me, it makes sense. You're paying for a different version of the Director's Cut. There was more work that went into the PS5 version of the Director's Cut. They didn't just flip a switch. They went in and they added all this stuff for the haptic feedback, the 3D audio, the increased resolution and frame rate, and the lip sync uh, on the cutscenes. That's all this work and all these new features and benefits that you're getting by buying the PS5 version. These are things that are non-existent on the PS4 version. This isn't just a difference in, like, resolution. So... According to this PlayStation Lifestyle report, sites like Reddit and Twitter were flooded with complaints from fans who pointed out that Sony is essentially charging Ghost of Tsushima players $10 for simply enjoying the PS5 hardware's features. Those who want to play Director's Cut but don't have a PS5 when it releases not only pay for the additional content, but a $10 on top whenever they decide to upgrade later. Okay? We had a big, huge debate about this in the live stream. This is one of the reasons that you might want to come by the live stream because we had a lot of back and forth on this. And fundamentally, this is where the divide went, okay? There are people that think in their mind, it's just it's just an increase in performance. It's like buying a video game and then upgrading your video card. That's what they think. They, they say, listen, if I update my video card to a 3080 and I get better resolution better textures lighting or whatever I don't have to pay more for that game I, I, I own the game right? and I think there is some truth to that but in this situation with the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut you're buying a DLC you're not buying a game that then just looks prettier on your 3080 you're buying a DLC that has literal features and updates that only exist on the PS5 the haptic feedback probably being the most notable difference it's like this is a completely different version it's got things in it that you you're not even going to be able to experience on the ps4 so you're paying ten dollars extra not just for prettier graphics or you know better resolution or or better frame rate you're actually getting more features and things that had to be coded and created and added so for me personally, I'm totally okay with the pricing on this. I love this game, so I know people are going to be like, well, you're just a fanboy. You're just defending it because you think the game is amazing. 
I have had no problem over the years criticizing games that I enjoy when they do things that I disagree with. I've never shied away from that. If I felt like this was wrong or they shouldn't be doing it, I would be criticizing it. Given that there are genuine features that had to be hard-coded and created for the PS5 version, it's worth the extra $10 in my mind. As always, if you like these shorter gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, hit like, leave a comment below if you disagree with me, and I'll see you in the next video. So there, that to me, that's a that, that's that's a that's a full day in the new format. That's a full day in the new format. I recorded four videos. We didn't stop the conversation randomly or in the middle of the stream, and we've been streaming for three hours. So, I I liked that. I thought that felt really good. I I think this I think this format is solid. I think it helps us talk about more. We just need to figure out on, 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 on the back end how to communicate to YouTube and and people that, that browse YouTube. Hey, we're talking about these four subjects. You, you want to come in and enjoy it. I don't think YouTube knew what to do with this video today because it is just so random to have like four things in the title and a really, really big description. So format-wise... I, I think this is it. I think this feels I think this feels right. It allows you to tune in when you're like I've said this many times today. If you don't care about Assassin's Creed Infinity, but you really love Elden Ring and from software games, like you're really excited about Elden Ring, well then you can tune in and drive the conversation and you can ask about Elden Ring. You know? As an example, King Keys asked a question about Elden Ring. If the lead topic today was Assassin's Creed Infinity, he might have been like, I don't want to tune into that. I, I don't really care about that. But when there's four topics, there's a greater likelihood of you coming in and enjoying the conversation, driving the conversation. We had so many discussions and debates today. We discussed the cheating. We threw around ways they could do Infinity or Assassin's Creed games uh, as a live service game. We debated the pricing in Tsushima. You know, We talked about... Elden Ring invasion and and you know why I don't like that kind of thing. So I, I think this I think this worked really really well. I appreciated your guys' contribution to it today. 122 votes. If you want to vote in the poll right now, Q and A throughout the whole stream. What were your thoughts on it? 94% said they loved it. 6% said hated it. So if you clicked hated it in the chat, tell me why. Right? Um, 6% might literally just be hate watchers. Just being negative I don't really care about the 6% votes unless you actually quantify your position in chat (laughs) your vote is nothing to me unless you tell me why that's the only way I'm going to take it serious hope everyone's safe yeah yeah oh yeah I know they named it they named it Elsa yeah oh man they named it Elsa right now there are no questions in queue so if there are any questions that you want to ask about the four subjects over there you can submit that now there's nothing in the queue Um, and if you want to ask about something maybe off topic or maybe more of an AMA just about me or you know something else feel free we can use the last hour of the show to be more more free flow since we're we're out of we're out of questions and I I'm I'm done with my recordings so Uh, betting one of them's creature I don't care about that he does that just to be silly AC Infinity looks like it'll be a Ubisoft special just for Assassin's Creed. Infinity looks like it'll be a Ubisoft special trademark just for Assassin's Creed. I don't know what you mean, Wheeze. 
I don't know what you mean by that. Do you enjoy making uh, my mornings five days a week? Oh, do I enjoy making? I, I do. I do. I like it. I, I like. This is what we were. This is what we were qu- struggling with. Um, okay, so Murph Dog asked a question that can't that can't get on the screen. He said, "How did you and Creature meet?" Uh, this is a good one. Uh, this is a good one. So when everything went down when everything went down creature emailed me and was like dust yourself off and just go live and just keep streaming like forget all this crap you know what I mean part of me thinks if I'd have just went back live and been like I'm not talking about this you know folks should have handled this privately a lot of it's exaggerated and overblown if they want to do something at a at a legal or 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 criminal level that you know then let them if not then you know I'm just going to keep doing my thing. Um, I know who I am, and I'm in therapy, and I'm trying to be a better person. Part of me thinks that if I would have done that, it would have been like, well, I okay, I guess that's the end of this. <laughs> and that's what Creature told me to do. He was like, dude, just dust yourself off and jump back in. Um, so, oh, somebody's offering me a key for Endo Crisis. It already released. Um, absorb block and power up your ship to defeat the bosses in Endo Crisis is a technical shoot 'em up. You can absorb or block bullets. Mm, you gotta offer me the key before it comes out. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stream a game on this channel. It's two weeks old. Um, so that is how we met, and then he continued to pester me about creating a platform for myself. So Creature firmly believed that I needed to create my own platform and like basically give myself an out. He was like, YouTube didn't do anything. YouTube did the right thing. YouTube said, look, we're not going to take action against somebody's channel against their freaking business unless there's corroborated, you know, evidence with legal action or, or the police, basically. So basically YouTube's like, look, this is just gossip. Like, we're not going to get involved. Because that's ultimately what it was. Gossip is what is what killed my business. Like the purple platform destroyed a five-year business that was earning me over six figures with the press of a button. No formal investigation. They never spoke to me. They never talked to me. They never asked me any questions. Not at all. They just did it, and they did it after I defended myself. Which again makes you wonder why did they wait until I defended myself? Right? It was almost like. We don't want this even on our platform. Get out of here. Well, if you had a freaking reached out to me and done right by me, give me a week, give me a month-long ban, something. Have a conversation with me. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done what I did. I wouldn't have defended myself. I'd have been like, I, okay, fine. Like, made some mistakes. Didn't realize these people felt this way. They gossiped about me for two years, kept it a secret from me, and then they all went public because they determined I, I was not. A, I was too creepy to be successful. It's like. Oh, okay. Nothing criminal happened. Like, no, and, and a lot of their stories are, are exaggerated or completely made up, right? And so to me, it's like YouTube did right by me, but Creature was like, look, you need to build yourself an exit. You know, these, these platforms can do whatever the frick they want. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do if, like, you know, a year or two go by and then YouTube's like, yeah, we don't like you, and they delete your channel? What are you going to do? 
what, what, what are you going to do? And so he got on the phone with me and it was, I think, the second time we spoke on the phone that I was like, all right, put something together and let me see what you have in mind. And that was the beginning of a, of a, I would say at this point, almost a year-long friendship where he just started building tools for me. You guys remember the rundown that I would use for my Destiny talks? He built that, fine-tuned it, helped me change this scene. He built this Q&A thing here. We were already doing Q&A, but he built that scene. Um, this little runner across the bottom. He helped me get the coffee up and running. I was the one that was like, wait a minute. I know what coffee, I know where the, where the beans are. I know I know the name of the beans. I know the flavor description. We, we, we could find somebody else to do the coffee for us. And I was committed to do it. Well, he made that happen, right? So that's how we met, and that's what we've been doing. So if you ever go and look at the Shorts channel, uh, if you go and look at, like, SNTR Shorts, he, that's all him, right? I take all my recordings and I put them over there, which reminds me, I, I need to upload those. Hang on one second. <laughs> And so he was like, look, what they did to you was wrong and I'm going to help you put it all back together again. Like that was just what he said. He was like, I'm, I'm just going to help you. Like he, he just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and I've said it many, many times. I, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I, I would have quit. I would have likely quit, right? I would have. I think, I think when the Destiny ban happened, I would have 100% quit. I'd be like, I can't do this, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Remember the transparency thing I'm always on your case about? Oh, stop it. People want to know how we met. Right, let me get these uploads on the hard drive. Um, so, you know, and listen, a lot of people have continued to ask about the investigation. The investigation is still going to conclude, and I think I basically concluded that I'll just make it all public because frick them. Um, but we, I forgot to do it too. I think Barrier, oh, Barrier even told me I had a certain date before that thing was going to lapse. I need to find a place that'll do a transcript of the of the call with the the St. Jude lawyers. Um, that's one of the missing pieces for the investigation that they want. Um, they think we can't publish the recording I think we can because I'm in Kentucky, they were in Tennessee and as long as one person knows that there's a recording happening, you're fine, well I knew there was a recording happening because I recorded it I didn't have to tell them they were being recorded right you can't have two people talking and some other third party recording it one party in the conversation has to know that it's being recorded, both according to Kentucky and Tennessee state law so I think we're totally fine to publish that but they were like, we should just do a transcript. And I was like, okay, fine. So, um, that's the last piece that they need. And then I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping that they, yeah, both states are single party, both Kentucky and Tennessee. And the lawyers were in Tennessee and I, I was in Kentucky when I made the phone call. Um, and so, and so basically at this point, I'm tired of fighting. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of fighting. While I was up in Ohio, you know, one of the one of the one of the women decided to tweet a bunch of crap about me. Like why? I don't understand. Claiming that I've not changed and I, I haven't taken time to reflect. You don't even know me. Like 
the hubris of thinking that I answer to you and your ilk. Like, I don't. You know what I'm saying? I don't answer to you. What do you mean reflect? Reflect on what? The fact that I've been in therapy for three years and two years into my therapy, you destroyed my life and my career and, 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 and put my wife and family through one of the greatest, most psychologically challenging times in my entire life. Like, what do you mean reflect? Reflect on what? Right? And then they went on and on about how instead of reflecting, I've just continued to attack them. I, I've not attacked any of them. I haven't. I, I was literally, I was literally traveling, not tweeting, not streaming, hanging out with my family, and this person's going on and on about me, about how I've just continued to attack them. And it's like, I didn't attack you. I didn't do anything. I publicly defended myself and spoke the truth. And a woman in Germany and a and a and a a Destiny parody account started investigating it, and they think that that was me. Do you see? Like they continue to twist anything that happens against me. It's oh, it's him. He's a he's a villain. He is a he is utter trash. And it's like I didn't I didn't do that. They took an interest in it, and I just answered their questions. That's all I did. That's it. But what does it get turned into? It gets turned into he's villainous and he attacked us. But I didn't. I I told I even told them to back off the one person. Uh, who was it? Zoe. I was like, I'll leave her alone. She wasn't even involved because they were they were going after Zoe and asking her questions or whatever. And it's like so they, they they at every chance they get they try to paint me as something that I'm not. Even when something happens that's completely unrelated to me, it's like a woman from Germany started investigating this publicly, and a parody Destiny account got involved, and I answered their questions. That's all I did. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't understand. Why are you bringing this up a year later? It just doesn't make any sense. Unless, unless self-ascribed victimhood is good for business and making somebody look like a villain is good for business. And maybe you're worried. It was weird that they did it on the one year anniversary of me getting banned from purple. Really suspicious. It's like, what are you worried? I'm going to get my channel back since it's been a year. Are you worried that people are going to start to ask questions like, did this guy really deserve to lose everything? You got to maintain this narrative that he is a horrible, villainous piece of human trash, because if not, people might start to look at the details. People might start to look at the actual facts and the claims. I saw members of the Destiny community tweeting about me a, a couple of weeks ago, and they claimed that I pressured people and and I, had, I cheated on my wife multiple times and pressured people and, and used my power to say, oh, I'm going to raid you and help you if you do this stuff. And I'm like, I was never even accused of that, but that's what the rumor mill has done. They're now running with stories. They're now running with stories that were never even claimed. The claims themselves are bogus, exaggerated, false, or in many cases, completely misrepresented. Like, well, he said this, and they make it seem like it's something completely different, Right. Like, like the one girl, she says, he harassed me. He, he was my predator. And go look at the details. One sentence at a Christmas party where I said, I said, I can get a little inappropriate when I drink. That's it. That's it. Her own words. It's documented. It's in an email. It's written. Go read it. uh, This isn't me. It's her own words. It's all documented. Her own words, her own testimony were laid to the relayed to the ringleader. That's all I said. But then she turns it into, he's my predator. Because one time, 
one party I said that thing and then for the next two or three years you acted like we were friends and DM'd me and called me love and asked me to do stuff and I came over to your house when nobody else was there we went and gotten pizza we went and got pizza with another streamer do you see like they're just liars they just manging stuff up they're just liars and and that's what happens though when you take the rumor mill and you run with it like it just becomes it becomes this big giant mushroom of like this guy is the worst person alive but like go and read the details of the claims the claims are all benign they're vague the stories have no detail at all I in when I was 16 I was abused and I can tell you every detail I can tell you what it smelled like I can tell you the temperature of the night I can tell you where it happened I can tell you how I felt walking back to my house I I, I was 16 and I, I remember the details and these stories, two and three years old, they're like, this said something, and you know, said what? I didn't remember it. I completely erased it from my memory until recently. <laughs> and now, if I come up on Twitter, that's what people say. People are like, well, he's the guy that did, and they list all these things that were never even claimed. Like, I'm a murderer. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how it worked. That's how character assassination works. It was a private campaign of destruction, and it failed. I was succeeding at every turn. I was succeeding at every turn. Therapy made me into a better person. I started to turn things around in my marriage, started to turn things around in my personal life. Two years, I got an agent. I'm getting contracts. I'm getting deals. I'm leading the directory. 6,000 paying subscribers and they're like, alright Th- this we've heard rumors about this guy he's creepy, he doesn't deserve success let's publicly crucify him no fact checking, nothing you know what I mean that's it, That that's it That that's, that's what happened and then, and then you notice everybody changed their tune when evidence started coming out that so much of the claims were false. Did you, did you notice that? One of the guys, like three months ago, he still has his video up, a video full of lies and opportunism, just pure scum. The video is still up and it's just full of lies. It's full of falsehood. And what's he say? Once the facts start to come out, and all of a sudden, you got guys walking statements back. Like, oh, he didn't really steal the badge. He didn't get kicked out of areas. He wasn't banned from the event. So you are now admitting you publicly lied about me representing your company and your organization and your conference and made statements about me that weren't true. You just admitted to to public... You're now guilty of libel. Like, right? You, you, <laughs> you said these things and they're false. As soon as that happened... As soon as that happened, they started walking back those statements. What everybody starts saying? Oh, I just believed my friends. I just believed my friends. Why that? Why are they doing that? You understand they're passing the buck, right? You're you're passing the buck when you do that. You're saying you're saying, well, if this stuff's not true, I, I'm I just believe my friends. I I just backed my friends. 
I just tweeted this out to a million people and made the guy trend in North America the weekend of Father's Day and destroyed everything he had in the blink of an eye. Well, I just believe my friends. It's all factually bogus. There's private DMs to prove that. Well, I just believe my friend. Yeah, everybody starts walking back, right? <laughs> That's what happens when facts and truth start to hit the airways. People are all of a sudden like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I, I was just I was just doing what I thought was the right thing. You know. And make sure and tweet your narrative armor about how you're not really involved anymore and you're focusing on your family and then step down. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're scared about what might come out. It's not over. I've just stopped talking about it. It's not over. That investigation scared a lot of people. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, narrative armor starts coming out. Like, oh, I'm not really involved anymore. Yeah. I'm focusing on my family. Yeah. And then you step down. Mm hmm. Because if what comes out comes out, they were all in on it. They were all in on it. Yeah. So. It's not over. It's not over. And more than likely, one day folks will realize the truth. They'll realize why people started stepping down and distancing and saying they just believe their friends. Or, you know, I, I guess the one guy said, oh, I don't even run with that crew anymore. I'm not even friends with any of those people. Yeah. You'll know why. Very, very, eventually, eventually. I don't know how soon it's going to be, right? Eventually, you'll know why, why that all happened. You'll be like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we haven't been talking about it. I don't want to focus on it, but people were like, man, what happened with the investigation? Lona? what happened in the, you know, uh, in, in investigation? Well, well, what's going on with it? Well, it's in holding pattern. The guy who runs the parody account has been too busy to do anything. And then the other people, they live real lives. Like there were three people doing that all on their own. They were all doing it on their own. They, they, they have real lives. And so the one guy was like, yeah, he, he, the last time he DM'd, he's like, dude, it's just personal. The personal life just took over. And to be quite honest, I just got too busy with the, with the channel to care. I got too busy with the channel to care. I was like, dude, I'm trying to make a living. I, I, I can't be I can't be tracking this stuff down. They were having me track down images. I tried to find my cloud saves from that year uh, when we proved the timestamp thing was false. Dude, I had to go into my iCloud and find images that were backed up from like years ago. It was a, it was a freaking task every night to track down stuff for them. It just got ridiculous. It's like, dude, I can't do this every day. And then when they wanted the transcripts, it's like I don't have time for that right now. And so it all just got put on hold. But it's certainly not over. It's certainly not over. Behemoth with an 100 spot uh, says, You're my daily routine, Lono, and your content, uh, no one in YouTube is providing seriously. Your character on the way you handle conversation is like a talk show. I appreciate that. Thank you. And we're doing a bit of an AMA thing, okay? I told people they could ask questions about anything. That's why we got on this, okay? People want to know how I met Creature. Well, that's how I met Creature. All that crap happened, and he stepped in and was like, all right, dude, dust yourself off. And then he was like, he convinced me because of how easily um, how easily they took that away from me. Creature, the reason he stepped in was like, we need to build you an exit strategy, like a bridge to like have your own thing if you need it. Um, you know... 
So, you know, that's why he stepped in. So right now, people are asking AMA questions. So we have one right here from I'm Having Chest Pain. That's his username. He says, um, did the kiddos enjoy the fireworks this year? It was actually kind of funny. They were really, really looking forward to fireworks. And my son was brave, but at the same time, he was kind of skittish. He doesn't like them because they're so loud. And so he was wearing, like, these headphones uh, to minimize the sound. And he was really cute. Like, he'd walk up with me. And I'm like, come on, buddy, hold the lighter. And we'd light it together. And then, boom, he'd go running back to the top of the driveway, you know, next to Mama and, like, stand with her while the fireworks went off. My, my daughter was a little bit more brave. She was a little bit more, like, you know, bold to go up and, like, light stuff and and be involved. Now, I had to have a super awkward conversation with somebody about their dog, and I'll tell you about it in just a second. Hang on. So, um, so we're out in, in, in my brother's front yard. And uh, we're out in my brother's front yard, and these people down the road, these people down the road have a dog out, and the dog is just going crazy. He's barking. Yeah, he's barking and barking and barking and barking. And I'm not a dog expert, but you could clearly hear in the dog's bark. There are different types of dog barks. There are angry dog barks. There are playful dog barks. There are dog barks that are whiny. It was a whiny dog bark. This dog was whining. It wasn't happy to be outside. And they were shooting off fireworks and firecrackers like right next to the dog. The dog's like tied to a tree in the yard and they're, you know, 20 feet away in the road lighting off fireworks. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Every year there's all these PSAs about dogs and, uh, and fireworks and how, and how much it hurts their ears and it traumatizes them, right? So I'm thinking, okay, Maybe they'll put it away in a little bit, and they don't. They don't. The dog's out for a little time, and then they stop shooting off fireworks, and we think, okay, maybe the dog will be quiet now. Maybe, you know, maybe it'll calm down. Then they start shooting off, like, professional-grade fireworks. You know, the kind where, like, yeah, like a big tube, and it's like, boom, and it goes way up in the air, and it's literally like a firework you'll see at a fireworks show. You can go down, like, downtown. They're shooting off like professional grade fireworks. And the dog is losing its mind. Like, absolutely losing its mind. So I'm like, <laughs> they're all like, somebody needs to go tell them. And everyone volunteers me. Because <laughs> they're like, you're likable. You can, you know, you can confront people. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, okay, okay fine. And so I go down. I'm like, hey, you guys are putting on a great show, you know? I was like, it's awesome. They're like, yeah, thanks. I was like, uh, whose dog is that? And this guy's like, it's mine. I was like, dude, I was like, I hate to be that guy because it's awkward and you guys are having a good time. I said, but dogs are not supposed to be around fireworks. It's really bad for their ears. It scares them. I said, they do PSAs every year. I said, I have a buddy that works with dogs. I said, it's terrible for them. I said, and I'm not telling you what to do. I said, but I just thought, I just, I had to come down and say something. I said, I love dogs. I said, and I just, I I, I thought you should know. And he was like, he wasn't rude. He was like, oh, he was like, I I didn't even think about it. Maybe we should put her up. And I'm like, didn't you hear the dog for the last 20 minutes? You know, 
So I was like, I was like, again, I said, I'm not trying to be awkward. I know everybody's just trying to have like a fun time. And then the kids started talking to me. So it kind of dispelled any tension. They were like, we're doing this and that. And the dog's name is this. I was like, oh, really? I said, oh, yeah, we, we love the fireworks. You guys are doing a great time. You guys are putting on a great show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, see you guys later. And they, and they, uh, and they put the dog up. They, uh, <laughs> Zubair. <laughs> so they put the dog up. So my heart was like pounded out of my chest too when I did it. Like, I hate that kind of stuff. I don't like doing it. I, I, I don't like being, being the, uh, yeah, the likable nice guy volunteer. Um, so, uh, it's not, um, being tilled on the format. It was a bad idea. Oh, you must have deleted whatever you sent to me. Oh, you must have sent upload and then deleted it. My life was like that. Her ears were very sensitive to loud noises. Yeah, young kids. Was he just ignoring the dog going crazy? I'm telling you, my dad and I were like, we were like grumpy old men commiserating about this over the weekend. It's like people that own dogs, they just get, they get deaf to it. They don't hear it. We have neighbors six houses down and the dog doesn't even bark. It's like, it's like someone's kicking it. It's the worst sound. It's not like, it's just literally sounds like someone is poking it or kicking it with something. Like it's in pain. Like, let it inside, do whatever. That's awful. I can't imagine being their neighbor. We can hear it six houses down. It is truly, truly terrible. And I told him, I was like, people just don't hear it. We walked by one house and the ladies were like, oh, the dogs are barking because we're out here. You know, they, they feel like they have to defend us. And I almost shot back and said, no, they bark at us every night we walk past your house. You don't have to be out here. You just don't hear it. You're in your house and you've, you've, you've muted that audio file. Like, you don't hear it. They're just out there. Hoo, 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 hoo. The whole time we're walking like 20 yards past their house. And the whole way, three of them just taking turns. It's like that scene in 101 Dalmatians where like all the different dogs are barking. That's what it's like. It's like there's a collie. There's a big, huge, I don't know. It looks like it's kind of like a Great Dane just letting us have it for walking by. I'm like, they don't hear it. My dog has barked uh, less than 10 minutes all her life. She's 12. Our neighbors are great. The people that we actually like share a fence with, their dogs, if they bark at all, they put them inside. They're like, quit that. You know, if they're barking at people, they don't let them do it. So. Oh, I need to grab Hmm? Yeah, I drank my coffee. My head's still hurting. Uh, let's go to the next question. Did you see the RoboCop game due to launch in 2023? I did. I did. We almost covered it today. We almost covered it today. My head's pounding. Um, bad dog owners don't hear it. Good owners, good owners know what each sound uh, that makes their dog mean. Right, and that's what that's what I couldn't believe. I was like, you don't hear that? Right? You don't hear that? Good night, you know? Ooh, I like, I really, really like that uh, creature. Ooh, I really, really like that. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, text needs some adjustment. That's the only thing I'm seeing. Yeah, baby. 
Man, you, you got the gift. You got the gift. Um, how do we submit questions? You can do it right there in the Discord, Hitman. You don't even need a Q&A room. You can just use the co- the command. Um, it's not a competition now. Acknowledge my victory. That's right. Interesting study results. All dog owners can understand all dogs, but cat owners can only understand their own cats. Each cat-human pair develops a unique language. Really? I kind of believe that. You know what I mean? Dog is God backwards. Some dog owners don't get that. (laughs) Well, what was it that, like, a dog says, you know... This person feeds me, takes care of me, takes me on walks. He must be God. And a cat says, this person feeds me, takes care of me, and does all these things for me. I must be God. (laughs) A dog thinks you're a God because you take care of them. And a cat thinks they're God because you do all this stuff for them. It's true. That's it. Bleep asking about uh, Ghost of Tsushima price changing between console generations. Um, will this be the impetus for publishers to push for higher price games on the newer gen consoles? Infinity on PS4 is 60, but on PS5 it's 80 or more. Well, they're already pushing for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 70. They're already pushing for 70 to be a price point on next gen. Yeah, smaller dogs do seem like they bark more. They got more they got more spirit. Yeah, our cat meows at us a lot. Jack, he meows at us a lot when we're out in the garage and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Big time. Big time. Funny enough, cat people is trending on Twitter. Um, I have both in my house. My youngest cat is so vocal it drives me crazy. Cats that act like dogs and like they meow at you and follow you around, it's actually just as annoying because it's got such an awful sound. It's like, meow, meow. And they literally just walk around doing that. It's like, shut up. <laughs> Stop it. Um, crows can remember individual faces for several years oh no way Uh, hang on a second gaming news okay what's this music playlist this is the synthwave playlist from Harris Heller um, we've bounced around a little bit with the different with the different playlists. So, Echo Hammer, this is Sven. What video games shape the gamer you are today? Well, you'd got you you got to go way way back, way back, right?
You still have Jack? Yeah, yeah. He's like half outside, half inside. He's got his own little space. Um, He's got his own little space. We let him out. He kind of walks around the yard, hangs out with the kids. We lost Kate. We lost Kate last, was it last year? That was rough. We were already having a rough summer and we lost Kate. I had to take her and put her down. Her back legs, her back legs started going on her and she started kind of laying around more and not taking care of herself. And then one day she was like in the corner, just like sitting there and wouldn't get up. And she was just every once in a while going, like just kind of like lowly meowing. And when I told my wife, I was like, she's out. She's on her way out. There's nothing you can do at that point usually. So we took her in and her lips were yellow because her uh, she had something where her kidneys weren't working. So or they weren't they weren't doing their job. So the guy was like, "It's honestly the best." So that was hard. That was hard. My daughter was really upset. I was really I was I was a freaking wreck. I didn't anticipate it, but taking her taking her to the to the place, I was I was a mess. It was a really really hard summer, and that did not help. <laughs> losing my losing my Kate, Jack and Kate. We got them when we first got married. So we just celebrated uh, 14 years this year. Yeah, Eugene, we don't let him do that. We don't let him do that. He's ornery. He'll go and lay in the street. Names based off of Lost. Yeah, yeah. We liked, my wife thought the name Jack, my wife thought the name Jack was a cute name. She was at a a school and there was a little boy named Jack and we found some cats named Jack and Jill. We didn't end up getting them. And the cats that we did end up getting, they had the names like Snicker and Doodle and I was like, I'm not freaking calling my cats that. I want them to have real names. And she liked the name Jack, and we were. I'm, I was at the time, and still am a huge fan of Lost. I was like, "Oh, let's name him Jack and Kate," and it really suited them. They were, they were, they was it, well. It, it suited them very, very well. That calls for a lip window. Here you go. <laughs> that, that drink is funny. Um, so, yeah, we don't let him come and go as they please. We don't let him go come and go as they please. Because he'll just go lay in the street. He's ornery. He's a little a-hole. Like, he will literally just get in your way and lay down. He'll do it in the driveway when my... My daughter just taught herself to ride a bike without training wheels. She already knew how to ride a bike, but without training wheels. Just did it. I I was helping her, and my wife was trying to help her. I was like, we're not helping. We're in the way. She's, like, leaning on us. So I told her, I was like, girl, I was like, just push off, pedal, push off, pedal. Do it until it, it clicks. Just keep doing it up and down the driveway it was it was two afternoons the third afternoon just clicked when we were up in Ohio she rode her bike like a mile to this park we obviously tell her to stop when she gets to stop signs and wait for us but she's, she's like zipping around now like, what in the world oh just happened but to answer this question what game shaped me as a gamer um I mean, first and foremost, going to the arcade with my dad shaped me as a gamer. 
he would take us once a month it, it, you, you, it, there was four of us kids so once a month you got a Saturday with dad and he would take us to Funway Freeway it was a local arcade and I didn't like the games because they were just quarter drainers you know they were insanely hard and they would just eat your quarters but my dad liked punch out so I'd watch him play punch out for a while and he could get, he could get pretty far and uh, I would play skee ball but we had a Coleco and Frenzy was a game on Coleco where you would go room to room and it was like doo boot doo 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 that was the music right the music was great you'd go room to room and shoot these guys it was actually pretty cool that and River Raid I think were like the two I liked the most but I loved Frenzy and then we got a Nintendo and I was actually not big on a lot of the Nintendo games I liked Zelda and I liked Metroid and Super Mario Super Mario 3. And then I got a Super Nintendo, and Super Metroid and Legend of Zelda Link to the Past were hugely influential. And around this time, the Nintendo 64 comes out, and I'm playing Goldeneye, and I'm playing shooters on PC. Somewhere between and around the Nintendo 64 and the GameCube, I'm playing Goldeneye, Perfect Dark, I'm playing Quake 2, I'm playing Quake 3, and then I'm in love with shooters. So then I get into Call of Duty, Unreal Tournament, um, it was awesome and that shaped me hu- that was a huge huge shape of, of what I wanted to play I played Call of Duty for probably a decade before I got sick of it and then I really got into games I could play with my friends and Borderlands 1 I played with my buddies every square inch of it I was working a job where I had two days off a week uh, no no I worked four days a week four tens so I had three days off a week, and a lot of those times my wife would be at work, and I will just game all day with my buds. And then I got my wife into Borderlands, because I was like, look, Borderlands 2 is coming out in a couple of months. I was like, we could play through Borderlands 1, and if you get used to it, I want to play Borderlands 2 with you. So I got her into gaming with Castle Crashers and Mario, and then Borderlands 1 worked because she could be the siren. She could be Lilith and kind of hang back and disappear if it got a little too crazy. Because she was new to shooters. She didn't really play them. And so, we ended up falling in love with playing that game together. We did everything. We did all of the DLCs in Borderlands 1. We did multiple playthroughs to, you know, to, to quote-unquote fully beat it. And then we, and her and I did the same thing with Borderlands 2. And then Destiny came out. And that was, you know, that was a long-awaited game. We were like, me and my friends were dying to play that game because we were dying to play Defiance and Defiance fell flat. Defiance just didn't deliver because we loved the idea of a loot-based shooter game. We loved the idea from from Borderlands. No, my wife was not a gamer before she met me. She would play games with friends like Mario Kart and stuff, and she remembers going to a LAN party or something where they were playing a game and she wasn't any good at it, and, you know, the guys were just laughing at her. Not in, like, a mean way, but you know how guys are. <laughs> you're bad at this game. You know. Teenagers, you know, capacity for flirting is... <laughs> limited. So I got I got her into gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got her into gaming. So, that's kind of my story. I mean, right now, the, the most influential games that really shape me, or, or the games that I feel are the most memorable and the most meaningful to me, would be 
both of the Ori games, Ori in the Blind Forest, Ori in the Will of the Wisps, and Hellblade, those games are incredibly meaningful to me. And Ghost of Tsushima has been... Ghost of Tsushima and Breath of the Wild were there when I needed them. Um, last summer when, you know, I, 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 th- I thought my life was over. I thought my career was over. I was depressed. I would just kind of sit around in a vegetated state. Um, the only thing that was like a good escape was playing Breath of the Wild with my kids. It was like, I don't know. It was like, ther- it was like a weird form of like therapy. It was like, gaming is still good. And, and I can still enjoy it. And Breath of the Wild gave me hope. It's weird to say that about a video game. But it did. It gave me hope, you know? It was like, this isn't over for me, right? I, I've still got something I can tether to and, and, and enjoy. Um, I remember the first time I played Destiny after everything happened. Because um, I thought they were going to ban me from the game back then, and they didn't. They waited like eight or nine months later, and we still don't, we still don't know why they did. I don't know what TOS they claim I broke. I didn't break any TOS, but um, I remember the first time I played it, I was like numb. I didn't I didn't feel anything. I felt like I was just kind of I was just doing it to do it, just to like do something. Like when 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 something like that happens. It's like, it's like when you're in a movie, when you see a movie and like a grenade goes off and there's like this, there's like this hum and the person can't hear anything. It's kind of like that. It's like, you don't, you don't feel like you're in the world. You're like kind of just there. You're black and white, just sort of coasting through a world where the colors and the sounds and even your kid's laughter just doesn't touch you. It's like you're, it's like I was somewhere else. It was so traumatic. It was just like, oh, what, what is going on? Like, it was so destabilizing. Um, and so, Breath of the Wild was there for me when I needed it, and then Ghost of Tsushima was also there when I needed it. I needed, I needed a, a special story and a special game, and the I tweeted, I tweeted the one. Um, I tweeted the one the one thing that you know like really touched me. There's a haiku in in Ghost of Tsushima that's like really really meaningful to me. And I was playing one night and I went and I like reread it. Um, and I tweeted it out. And I've I've always I've always gone back to that uh, to that haiku because like it's one of the ones where like you met you like meditate and he says some stuff. And I remember playing it and it like took my breath away because it was just like so short and like so meaningful uh, and and it was I, I thought it was beautiful um, I'm trying to find it I'm scrolling through my media because I posted it with the picture yeah here it is so every once in a while I will I'll go back and I'll read this haiku from Ghost of Tsushima and it says resilient and strong a lone pebble alters fate rising from the depths and I, I don't know, every once in a while, like, I just need to hear that, you know what I mean? I just need to hear that, that haiku. Um, uh, to this day, I'm not sure if Lono knows you make the haikus. I didn't make that one, though, it just did it. It asked me what I wanted to focus on, and I focused, and then it just, it just said that. So, I don't know. A lone pebble alters fate, rising from the depths. I don't know. 
I like that. So Ghost of Tsushima and Breath of the Wild were, were there for me when I when I uh, when I needed them. So coincidentally, we're gonna play some Ghost of Tsushima here in just a moment. one was for a headband I got I don't remember choosing the lines you pick the choices for each one I'm telling you I didn't pick those lines he just started saying it and I was like oh my gosh like I don't I didn't pick those lines haikus are for the headbands that's what i'm saying i don't remember read i don't remember clicking each of those lines i remember them popping up on the screen and being like oh my word I've not tried the Legends mode. No. <laughs> Google Beat says, "What's your biggest criticism about Ghost of Tsushima?" I think the tracking gets funky sometimes when you're in a fight. Um, it asks you to focus on three pieces of scenery, and then the game builds a haiku for you based on those choices. That's what I'm saying. I didn't choose those three lines. I picked some things to focus on, and then he said those lines. I didn't go through and pick them and then say, oh, that's so meaningful. (laughs) But my biggest criticism of Ghost of Tsushima is the tracking. They didn't give you the ability to lock on to people, which once you get used to it, it's not that bad. But the tracking can get kind of funky. Even in a duel, the tracking can get kind of funky. Um... It's just weird. It just gets a little wonky. That's really the only thing that ever really that ever really frustrates me in it. And the, and the guy and the and the archers. But once you learn how to deal with the archers, they're just kind of annoying and cheap. You're shooting you, you can't even know where they're shooting from. You know. Ratchet says Halo for Fun Night. We have some ideas and things that we think we're going to try to do with um, with Halo Infinite. Um, we have some things that we think we might do. I'm not going to go into any great detail about it right now, but I, I do think we could do some really, really fun things with that game uh, for fun and, you know, just just community nights and things like that. There, there's some there's some definite things that we're we're looking at potentially doing. Um, so. There's a setting that lets them see if they're targeting you. Oh, really? (laughs) 
Lock-on is being added in the director's cut? Really? Huh. I look forward to introducing fools to the front bumper of my warthog. <laughs> uh, Hitman with a question. We're just kind of doing an AMA right now. Lona, can we truly expect Sony, for instance, to really put down the hammer on cheaters and it actually work? It seems hackers literally find ways no matter what. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this a lot today. Do they, do they, do they hardware ban? Do they block that PlayStation from ever getting on their network services again? I, I don't know. They're going to need swift justice if they want this to not turn into a monster. the biggest problem is the cheats are not running on the console you know what I mean you're going to have that way at shutting it down detecting it, banning him something I just feel like it might ruin console gaming PvP type games ultimately. Oh no, it can hit man. It can. Because the cheats don't even run on the console. They don't even run on the console. They definitely can't do hardware bans, not in their resale market. It'd be a huge ordeal if people buy a PS5 at a scalped price and get a network brick console, right? I guess account based then. So they have to sign up for a new account, pay for a new PS Online thing. This is kind of out of left field. All of my hardcore friends are dropping Destiny because they can't stand Bungie's version of difficulty and rewards. Their own words, the game is a job now. Yeah, we talked about this a long time before I stopped co- covering the game. Their end game philosophy is all is just all. Excuse me, it's awful. It's been awful for a long time. I used to hammer away at that. I used to hammer away at that. I would be like, you need to go back to, you know, where you build hard first and then you scale down for normal like they did with King's Fall. And until they go back to those roots of, of, of difficulty spectrum and difficulty philosophy, I believe their difficulty will always be lazy, you know, lazy two by fours to the face. It's just thoughtless modifiers in pain. Um, you know, Alright, that, that, that's, I mean, and obviously, I'm not going to sit here and take chunks out of them, because I don't cover the game anymore, and people will think, oh, you're just taking cheap shots. I mean, I, I said all this when I covered it. Um, you know, I've always thought their, their, their end game, their end game and their difficulty philosophy was just trash. 
Be glad you don't know the deets of Master Vogue. It's awful. Master Mode is just modifiers and puking out champions. I said this to you a long time ago, but even if you're taking the high road, it's okay to spit over the side every once in a while. One final thing, it actually was Kiraya this time. Oh, was it? All the uploads are up. Fam's good, Atwood. How are you, dude? Okay, game volume's coming through. <coughs> Doing well? Nice. All right, here's what we're going to do. We are going to play some Ghost of Tsushima on the PS5 today and kind of, I, I think a lot of people are going to be kind of looking for it, especially to draw comparisons um, to, you know, where the game is going with the director's cut. So I'm going to put a link in chat. If you don't get on the link, if live redirect doesn't work, uh, if you're watching on like a TV or something, you can go back and it'll be one of the featured videos uh, on the channel. And... I'll put a link in chat, and we'll we'll feature that. We'll pin that. Thank you guys for the ninety-two percent saying that you love the new format today. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, live direct has live redirect has been working uh, a whole lot better, and so we're glad uh, we're glad to have that feature to help kind of funnel everybody. Even if you only come over for 
um, a little bit of time for Ghost of Tsushima, it's really, really helpful to me. So even if you would just click the link, let Live Redirect take you, and you hang out for, you know, hang out for 30 minutes or so, uh, that is that is greatly helpful to me. All right? So, yeah, there's a Sony presentation tonight, and we'll be covering that tomorrow. I have a I have therapy tonight and then a date with my wife. So we, we are not... We're not going to be able to cover that live. Uh, that'll be part of the breakdown tomorrow. And with the new format, even if you're not interested in State of Play, don't worry. There'll be more to talk about tomorrow than just Sony State of Play. Four topics a day, question and answer all throughout the stream. Felt really good. This this I can do every day. You let Creature and I figure out the, the back-end stuff and how to get peop, new people in the stream. And I think I think we've got a really, really good format that uh, that people will like. So... Hit subscribe and the like button if you haven't already uh, on your way out. And then head over to the next stream. Click the link in chat or let live redirect take you. I'll see you guys over there. All right, we're going to go play some Ghost of Tsushima.